What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to another episode of CGX Cast. This is episode 72. We're going to be talking a lot about the cloud gaming news. We're going to cover Amazon Luna. We're going to cover Google Stadia. We're going to cover GeForce Now. And also uh, some of Phil Spencer's awesome, I don't know if you want to call it awesome, but quotes about just gaming as a whole. Uh, that's going to be quite interesting to cover. But yeah, that's the agenda for this week. Uh, we have two guests today. We have one new guest. Clive has been here before, but this is Lloyd's first time being in the panel. So appreciate you guys both being here today. Lloyd, how are you doing today? Doing, doing okay. A little under the weather. My throat's feeling a little raw. So if I if I end up uh, hacking and coughing, I'll try to mute my mic. So <laughs> Cool, cool. <laughs> good to have you in here, Lloyd. And Clive, how are you? Yeah, uh, good. And it's good to be here. Thank you for, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So it's going to be good again to get y'all's input on uh, the discussion pieces today. Um, but we're going to introduce the panel, and then we'll check in with the viewers and see how you guys are doing. So let's start that off, Duncan. We're going to kick it off with you. How you doing today, sir? What have you been playing, and what platform? Okay, what have I been playing? I've been playing an absolute ton of stuff as per normal. Uh, I've jumped into some Fortnite on uh, GFM. I've got access to them on the iPhone now, which I've been having a bit of a go on there. I've got into my simulators. Yes, everybody likes talking about <laughs> me and my simulators. Uh, what else? I've just been playing an absolute stack of stuff. I just play too many games and not actually remember what all I've been playing, but it's just loads of stuff. Work engine as well. Yeah, I don't know how you like bounce from games to games to games and like keep track of everything that you are playing. It's pretty impressive, actually. I don't. That's the whole. That's the whole issue. I just play too many. I'll just go bang, 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 bang. Oh, and I started up Uncharted today, but that's not quite. But uh, it's been a, a lot of fun there. The, the differences are absolutely class. Is that the new trilogy that came out remastered yeah. or? They're being mastered for the okay. PlayStation, yeah. Uh, five, yeah, absolutely class. The the motion or the force feedback on it is absolutely amazing. That's awesome. Good to see you, Gaming Duncan. Good to have you in the panel. Let's check in with Tell Monkey. How are you doing today, sir? What have you been playing? What platform? Hey guys, um, PC. <laughs> I haven't really cloud gamed much other than testing games. Um, since I built that PC, I have been, you know, just enjoying uh, some local gaming that I haven't been able to do for quite a while. Um, and it's it's been a ton of fun. I tell you what, though, Rainbow Six Extraction has took me by surprise. Did oh. not think I was going to like that game at all because, you know, Rainbow Six Siege, the repetitiveness of it just bored me. Um, but the progression that, that you have in Rainbow Six Extraction keeps making me go back and every match is different because you don't, you can vote to stay with the same team, but that happens few and far between. So you're always on a different team. You've always got different play styles. And for the most part, um, everyone I've been teamed with has been trying to play the game properly. And uh, a couple of times there's been some new guys in and I've been on the mic and I've been helping them along with what I know. Um, 
and I have just been, you know, seriously enjoying that game. Um, have you played any so any solo? Yes, and uh, the solo is fantastic. Just sneaking around on your own, um, going up the difficulty levels, just to test yourself and see, you know, see how good uh, or how far you can get. As um, I really enjoy it. Um, I think it's because I'm getting old now. I don't like PvP so much anymore. So PvE is much better. Yeah. Um, like Destiny 2 is when I always jump back into ignore the PvP because it's just so frustrating because everyone's better at it than me. So I can't enjoy it. <laughs> Whereas you've got an element of control in the PvE. And um, yeah, look, I've just been really enjoying the game. Um, played it on PC. I also played it on XCloud. You know my issues with Xbox Cloud game and it's not great. Um, it runs pretty well in GeForce now as well, although we do have a wee issue there with the 60 frame stream rather than 120. Hopefully that gets resolved or brought it to their attention. Um, other than that, just Rainbow Six Extraction this week, I've just been enjoying that so much. Okay, so I know you have you know performance issues with Xbox Cloud Game and mm-hmm. how, still with that game for you? So, latency-wise, it wasn't too bad. Okay. But it's the picture quality and the stream quality is just not on a level that I can enjoy. I, I play video games to be immersed by every detail, um, from the, the style of game to the visuals. Um, I don't want to have to deal with, you know, a, a really poor c- a picture. Um, it probably doesn't help I have a 1440p monitor here, and it only goes to... I wouldn't even say it's 1080. Um, it, it's sometimes it, it doesn't look 1080 at all. It's just where I'm located. It's just obviously it's not quick enough to get to me, so I don't get the best experience. But hopefully this gets resolved uh, because they have the content. They just don't have the quality uh, that I can use at full time. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, hopefully that gets better. I know you keep running to that performance issue with the xbox cloud gaming platform cool cool good to have you on here monkey uh let's check in with clive how you doing today sir where have you been playing what platform yeah well um stadia obviously um and uh yeah extraction i bet i barely scratched the surface of it though and while i look i'm still not even sure how to get into the solo game so uh but um and then, and then PUBG, which is my old, old reliable, as I call it, um, always pop into that. Do always stream that as well, just because it's just a popular thing to stream. But I haven't been gaming as much as I like, and I t- one of the reasons is is because my son um, is so into FIFA, Ooh. and uh, he just plays it on, especially the you know the whole un- doing the card unpacks and stuff yeah. like yes he spent 30 quid yesterday wow on on <laughs> I, no, I need i need the point i need the you know the fut the fuck points the fut points i need them you know so he said and, and actually a little tip for everybody like uh if you buy them in 100 point packs right they're about 40 in in the uk about 49p but it works out cheaper to do that than to buy say £15.99 pack of however many points. Hmm. Uh, the point value is cheaper if you buy... You might have to keep, like I did last night, buy, buy, buy. I had to buy 11 packs. But you, you end up saving about five quid 
There you go. Uh, so it's well worth it. If you're going to get your FIFA points, buy them in the little 100-point packs. Just buy lots of them, and it works out cheaper. We, somebody tweeted it out, and we, I, I didn't believe it, but we did the maths, and then we, yeah, and we did it. The trouble is I keep getting all these notifications going, you've just bought FIFA, you've just bought FIFA, you've just bought FIFA. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I haven't yeah. got, uh, got to play as much as I like because uh, my son is just obsessed with playing. You know, he watches the YouTubers d- do the unpacking and then he's sort of mad on it. So, And he does that on Stadia. Because uh, when he, because he used to play on, he plays on the Xbox a lot and on his PC because uh, he's got my old gaming PC now. So he plays plays on that. But when FIFA sort of came out, I bought it obviously on Stadia, and he came down to because his mates were into FIFA, going, "Can I get it on Xbox?" And I said, "I've already got it on Stadia," and he was like, "Oh, you know." But then, <laughs> yeah. but then he played it, and it Loved looks it. amazing. It looks yeah. amazing on Stadia, to be honest. FIFA yeah. FIFA twenty two looks really good, plays really well, and it's never an issue for him. And so he he pulls up his chair in front of the big LG one there, and he and he's off. But what it does mean is because. Because given my broadband, I can only have one uh, stadia session. It works perfectly, but it's like I don't have like I have like average fifty megabits per second, which is perfect for stadia, but only one session of it, if that makes sense. I can't yeah. have two sessions of it at the same time. So yeah, he's he's nicking my stadia. <laughs> Bang out of order. I was gonna say like uh, because this is sale right now for FIFA, it's gonna be like, why don't you just buy him his own copy, right? Yeah, but yeah. It makes sense with the only. Well, we got family share as well, but he started. He started playing on my on my account, and then he got so far into it, and I right. said to him, "Well, why don't you, look? I've given you. I gave him one of my Premier editions and set him up in his room with it and everything, and gave it one for his mum's house as well. I said, take that to your mum's house. She won't like it, but it doesn't matter." play fifa there uh and he says yeah but i want your everything i've set up is on your account dad yeah so like yeah that's the problem once you get into it. i have people like i remember people on Fortnite doing that like, how do i how do i transfer my son's account from my account it's too late <laughs> that's a bummer good to have you in here clive uh it's gonna be can't wait to get you taken some of the discussion pieces um, so we like to save the best for last. So we'll, Lloyd, that's you. Uh, so let's check in with GTP for a bit. How are you doing today, sir? What have you been playing? What platform? I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing good. I, a lot like Hellmonkey, I've been uh, really busy with work and prepping for this uh, storm here. So I haven't gotten the game much. And the only gaming I have done is jumping in and out of extraction. Again, again, a game I would normally shy away from actually kind of grew on me to where I'm a little bit addicted to it. So that's that's what I keep jumping back into. Oh, yeah, yeah, really enjoying it. Uh, when I first started playing it, I hated the mechanic of the MIA operators, the inactive operators, the healing prime. I was like, yeah, no. But then, like two hours later, I found myself addicted to healing them and and uh, watching them come. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. So really, really got me by surprise. Really enjoying that game, and I've been playing it anywhere that I that I can, whether it's uh, Luna, Stadia, XCloud, uh, on my console locally, whatever. Um, wherever I happen to be, it's it's run pretty well for me everywhere, so I can just jump in. That's what I love about cross-save. Like, I want every game to have cross-save, or what Clive was just talking about, I want games to be able to transfer account. Like, you, you start something somewhere and decide you want it somewhere else, it would be nice to be able to do that. But uh, cross-save is a big deal for me, and so that's been great for Extraction to jump in everywhere. 
Man, you guys are making me want to go back and play Extraction, man. I played it for a little bit, but took a break, but it seems like everyone here is playing it. I mean, it's, it's no game of the year, and it's not going to be everybody's thing, but if it catches you, it catches you, and it definitely has its its audience. It's, it's definitely got me by surprise. That's awesome. Good to have you in here, GTP. Mm-hmm. And again, the best for last, Lloyd. How you doing, Sarah? Tell the people where you've been playing and what platform. Awesome. Doing, doing fantastic. I, I've actually been playing a fair bit of stuff. Um, I, I had a, a long running addiction of achievements and trophies. Uh, so did that on Xbox for a while, did that on PlayStation for a while. And I kind of haven't done it for cloud gaming at all. I was just like, I just want to beat the game. I don't care about this other junk. Um, but for some reason, I've gotten back into achievement hunting. Um, so I've been going through all my old Stadia games, cleaning up ch- achievements, uh, doing all that fun stuff. It's been it's been actually a lot of fun revisiting old titles, um, nice. n- new stuff that I've been playing. Rainbow Six Extraction, love the hell out of that game. Uh, I should have loved Siege. I don't for whatever reason. Siege just wasn't my game. So uh, I wasn't sure if I would like Extraction, but um, the whole PVE thing and having to be stealthy, but then also having to uh, sprint across the map to make an an early escape. uh, There's just something super addictive about it. So I've been playing that on uh, Stadia and also on GeForce Now. Um, Both perform equally as well which is great so i was kind of worried there'd be a, a rough port in there somewhere and it seems like all the versions that i've had an act, access to have all been performing really really well which is great um but the older stuff that i've been digging through not super old uh completed chorus 100 percent of that what a fantastic game uh, if you like flight if you like flight sims uh and then you like flight sims with magic uh that is kind of what chorus was and it's uh, some of my some of my favorite flying mechanics in in any modern video games. The 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 ship that you're in, you never get out of the ship to control your character. And when you're in the ship, it controls almost like a first person shooter. Um, obviously, without the left and right strafe, because that does like r- rolls and things like that. But you can go um, hit forward on the on the left stick, and then you can start um flying after people, and you never really get lost. Like I've played a lot of other flight sims, and you tend to kind of get lost in the controls a little bit uh they did something really special and of course when you can just hit a button and jump behind the enemy that you're chasing that kind of makes uh easy mode kind of turn on for that game um so that's been good uh serious sam 4 played through that whole game in like eight hours it's uh so fantastic if you like uh if you like old school first person shooters that's been great and i guess the last thing that i've really been playing over the last couple days is uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising trying to get into the DLC which I have never played I own it and it was sitting there in my in my menu and I just never clicked the damn icons so I've been going through some of that stuff and that's been a lot of fun I really like Immortals um, it's equal parts Breath of the Wild equal parts Assassin's Creed and for some reason it just works so I really hope that we get a, a sequel to that one because uh, it was a really really fun title and it's been really great going back through some of that stuff that's awesome, man. It's pretty cool to see see you gaming. And you just mentioned Chorus, a game yeah. I totally spaced out about. Got to get back to that. It's good. Um, yeah, it's so good. you it's beat really it. Good. Yeah, I, I, that was like kind of the the first game. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 100 this. I'm gonna get all the achievements. Wow. Um, so I, I finished the story, and then you have to go play through some of the other stuff. And I just 
really, really loved it. Like all the side quests, um, a lot of them are samey. It's kind of like MMO style thing. Go get three things over here, but instead it's go kill three things over here. (laughs) Um, So that kind of, that can drag a a little bit, but um, the story, the, the, how you kind of uh, your powers emerge and and you get to be like this unstoppable killing machine for space dogfights uh, was just such a great thing. And you can beat it in like 12 hours if you're just mainlining the story or if you do everything, it's 20, 25 hours. So it's not, it's not a a crazy uh, extensive game, which is really nice. Uh, They don't, they're not uh, trying to get you to spend 120 hours in their game, wasting all of your, your gaming time for a month. Sure. That's awesome. And the story, would you say, is worth playing through? Like, does it have a good story? Yeah, I liked it. Um, okay. I know a lot of people were really annoyed with the kind of whispering to herself thing. Mm-hmm. Her inner monologue, uh, the voice actress is, um, is kind of whispering uh, lines here and there. And I, I, I heard a lot of people when this game came out that it really started grading on them. I, mm-hmm. I like it. Um, it's, it's about this religious thing in space that is uh, both... Um, I don't know, bringing the universe together and also damaging the universe. So it's a, it's kind of a really story, how, a really cool story rather. How they, they kind of take known sci-fi tropes and kind of twist it a little bit with some other stuff. So yeah, I really, I really dug it. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, gotta go back to playing that. And so thanks. It's cool, Lloyd. Good to have you in here. Yeah, and nice excited, to be here. Yeah, excited to get your input for the discussion pieces for sure. So I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake still on Shadow PC, and uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching the Odin handheld videos, but I've been testing that uh, a lot, and I am really impressed. You know, some people were asking, uh, what is the Nintendo Switch device for cloud gaming? And a lot of people are saying um, it's going to be the Steam Deck. I do think for the price the Steam Deck is going to be make an impact in cloud games as a whole. But this device, um, being Android-based, being 199 is a really good device for cloud gaming. So check it out. A lot of people are covering it right now. But yeah, Odin is, is really cool. But yeah, that's what I've been testing and playing for this week. So let's take a second to say what's up to the viewers. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for watching. Hopefully, this is a good show. And we'll keep you guys entertained. Um, to start, Ray, how you doing, sir? Good to see you. Ninja Guy X, good to see you too. I see you on here too, Lloyd. Dr. Spaceman, good to see you. Case Balls, good to see you. Tugbag, good to see you as well. Victor, good to see you. Sherman Gaming, uh, shout outs to you. Uh, if you guys didn't watch the previous two podcasts, he was our guest on here as well. So good to see you in here, Sherman. Um, I said, what's up to Ray Monkey? I see in the chat. Well, scrolling down. 4K 120, good to see you. Calm, good to see you. Uh, let's see. Make sure I got Avery Octavia. Good to see you here as well. I don't know how to say your name. I apologize, but good to see you here. GTP, I see you. And Kyle, I see you. Mr. Room World, I see you. And your mom knows, Anthony, I see you happy. I see you, Yanto. Good to see you, Michael. Good to see you. All right. So let's kick this off. We have some good stuff to talk about, right? So as you guys know, at the beginning of the month, um, Amazon Luna gives us, I would say end of the month, beginning of the new month, they give us like a roadmap 
of to what to expect for the platform, right? So they give us the February roadmap and we have two games being released or announced for that platform for the whole month of February. But they did say stay close to the Twitter account because more announcements are going to be made. Now, I don't know if that means we're going to see more games coming to Luna in the month of February, but it's definitely something to keep an eye out for. So the games are The Medium, which is coming to the Luna Plus channel, and we have a game called Have Ho. I hope I'm not butchering that name, but that should be coming to the family channel. So those are the two games that Amazon announced that is coming to Luna for the month of February. So just want to check in with the panel and see what y'all's thoughts are about this game coming to Luna and see just as a whole. What's your thoughts on um, just Luna um, recently? And we'll just for the viewers watching at the end of this, we're going to have like a little discussion piece with uh, I call it the Phil Spencer quote um, era where we'll break that down and see how it's going to impact cloud gaming as a whole. But I'm going to talk about Luna specifically there. Uh, so stay tuned to that. But just going to again check in with the panel members and see what your thoughts are about Luna again, these two games for the month of February. So we'll start with Clive. What's your take on that? Yeah, I look at, uh, you know, Heave Ho there from Devolver Digital. It's sort of a bit of a Pikuniku kind of style to it there. So it's sort of a low-key, interesting game, maybe a bit of uh, human full flat, bridge-building type kind of 2D physics type thing going on. Um, you know, it not nothing kind of particularly special. I think the more, you know, the big, the big thing for them, obviously, is, you know, the medium, which... Uh, you know, is a great game. I think to have on the uh, in in the collection. I think any platform would be happy to have that. You know, if that came to Stadia, everybody be you know a bit a bit like um, can't think what it's called now. But um, but yeah, if that if that came to Stadia, everybody be like uh, pretty chuffed. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people would be chuffed to bits with um, the medium. So I think that's a great a great title for Luna to you know to have. But I think you know Luna are just you know slowly adding to their collection as as they have done and as they will do i don't think there'll be any epic moments or anything coming along i think it's a slow build and i think you know you've seen it with stadia i know everybody wants you know things to happen a lot quicker but i think um you know if history teaches it anything it'll just be more of the same uh, i hate to disappoint it and i think it's the same with luna just uh, just can you continue drip feed of games building out that library so that when they're in a position to expand you know because we're still only us only really uh luna isn't it so when they're ready to expand hopefully they've got a decent you know library and it's good as we said to have the diversity you know one is for the luna plus and one is for the family channel again so they're just expanding that that diversity and you know in the same way we see you know, with Stadia, it's sort of a little bit of something for everyone. They're different, very different types of games. You know, one man's medium is, you know, loads of people might not like that much, prefer Heave Ho, and, and and it's good to have that variety. So, yeah, they continue just to add to their collection, bring a bit of diversity. But I think medium is a big, I think the Lunar is a big uh, a big title to have on the, it's a recognisable title. That's the thing. Um, 
you know, people might go, oh, I think I've seen that somewhere. That's the sort of title right. that, that sort of moves heads a little bit. So, yeah, good for them. Cool. Uh, just talking about medium, uh, the medium, it wasn't that like a next generation game, right? And so to, for Luna to get it, what does that say about um, like how powerful the platform is in the cloud? This is quite interesting. So for, for those of you guys who are answering, try to throw that in there. I want to see what your take is on just the game being a next generation game and Luna again that as well. Um, so Clive, do you have anything to add to Luna, uh, that game being a next generation game? Um, no, well, I think, you know, it, you know, Luna is, you know, perfectly capable of playing, you know, a reasonably powerful game as, as, you know, as other platforms, it's sort of, sta- you know, standard. So I think, you know, I think it's good to see and that, because ultimately that's, you know, you want a few showcase games in there that demonstrate, you know, this can, this is a worthwhile decision or can bring you the majority of games because, you know, even really powerful PC games, if they're going to make any money, they have to work on medium level PCs. You know, you can't, you can't sort of spec yourself out of the market, you know, really. So um, as long as the platform that you've got can play, you know, 99.9% of all games, then that's, that's your, that's the base starting place, isn't it? So it's good to see that, you know, if you're looking around at platforms that you, you see titles that you might know are, you know, are cpu heavy or graphically heavy and oh they play on that platform it's a good it's a good advert for the platform isn't it that it sort of shows that it, it's up to a certain standard so yeah I, that's why so i continue to say that's what i say that i think it's it's a good get for for luna i think it's uh you know it would be good to have on stadia so sure thanks for that clive how about you gtp what's your take on uh these two games coming to the luna platform for the month of february yeah, I mean, Luna's been pretty slow, so I didn't anticipate a lot for February. I do hope they add a couple surprises, though. Um, it just adds value to each each. Ch- Is it donut again? Yeah, it was, but you I can now. Go ahead. Make sure because um, Streamlabs is going crazy on mine for some reason, and it oh, could be man. the storm here. Um, so keep going. If you, okay, but if you can hear me fine, but just stop me if it messes up, and we'll. All right. We'll work on it, but um, yeah, good, good stuff for for adding value to. All right, sorry, yeah, it's, it's out. <laughs> um, uh... someone, I'll co- I'll come back. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll check in with uh Lloyd, and we'll get back to you, GTP. Go ahead, Lloyd. Yeah, I mean, both of these are decent games. Um, for for different people, Heave Ho, uh, looked at this a lot when it dropped on Nintendo Switch, and it's uh, it's a fun looking game. It's kind of like two D Human Fall Flat. Um, so. It's more laughter than fun. I, I think when you're playing this with a group of people, you're you're, you're more just making stupid uh, mistakes, which basically have you fallen on the ground laughing, which is which is great. And and having this for kind of the younger players and the families that may check out Luna because they bought a new Amazon TV or something, having games like this on the platform is really really great. Um, as for the medium, uh, not a game that I've played. I've looked at it a few times. It's uh, as you said, next gen uh, Ace, so it's P- uh, Xbox Series and PS5, but it also has a PC port. So I I, I can assume that you could play this game pretty uh, pretty potato PC, and it would still be performant. Um, maybe not, won't look as amazing as it does on the PlayStation Five. 
So I would assume that um, they're they're using lower specs than say the PS5 on Luna for the game. Maybe not, um, but the fact that it's running that's pretty pretty darn awesome. This is a a good get for the platform because I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't have 500 bucks for a new console but really love kind of third person psychological horror games and they're like i really want to play this game oh i could just jump on a luna and play it play through my tv or a web browser so this is a really good get for the platform um but um yeah only having two uh, announced so far for february uh, makes me wonder if there's going to be any more drops um near the end or, or middle of the month um but again Luna is not something that I follow too closely since it's not available in Canada. So I, I, I hear about these things and I'm like, that's cool. Maybe someday. <laughs> true, true. Good take on that, Lloyd. Thanks. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on these two games coming to Luna the month of February? Yeah, you, you stole my point. I was going to be really hammered at home regarding the medium. That is in current gen or next gen, whatever way you want to talk about that. That is an absolute good thing to have. That is showing that the, the hardware is in the right sort of space uh, for looking forward that they can get next gen, current gen sort of titles. The other game looks meh. Uh, the medium common is it's decent enough. People want to play that. It's, I find it boring as hell. Uh, but <laughs> uh, Hell Monkey, do you agree? So I'm not on me Yes. It was boring? It was boring, yeah. It was very, very slow paced and it was like nothing nothing really for me uh, but I know a lot of people like it and people really like the, the routine uh, who make the game so again horses for courses but we're going to be coming on to that later but if you look at the bigger picture this is a good, good get for Luna so it's a, only two games coming is a disappointment uh, I think we really need to get more games that are pushing out just to get people excited and things like that. But it's more games into the library. The library's expanding out. Games haven't left yet. So it's it's okay. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you for that, Duncan. Um, let's get to Hellmonkey. We're still waiting for GTP to get back. But Hellmonkey, what's your take on these two games coming for the month of February? Yeah, none of them. None of them interest me personally. Just like what Duncan said, the medium was very. It was too slow, and the, the story didn't immerse me enough. So that got put to one side very quickly. Um, I'm disappointed in Luna. Um, I know they're still in beta, uh, you know, and right now they're just filling out the library. But we're past January. We're past the slow start to the year. There's a lot of good games coming in February. You know, a lot of good games coming. Um, even to take a look at some of the lesser known indie games that you'll see that's going to be coming to Steam and Epic, for for instance. And for them only to announce two games at the beginning of the month, it doesn't sit nice with me. Um, I kind of feel if they're going for that subscription, and you know what Amazon is going to do, they're going to drop this everywhere when they, when they feel the time's right. Um, whether they bundle it in with Prime, etc., for a limited time, but we'll wait and see. Um, I kind of feel they need some more modern games to cover the the full range of gamers that they could they could get to because cloud gaming is by the week it's it's grown in popularity. Everyone's becoming more aware about it, um, more educated, shall we say? Um, we see we see 
teams like Digital Foundry starting to pick up uh, and create more videos surrounding cloud gaming. So, you know, that's when you know that it's starting to go, uh, you know, a bit further into the mainstream. So I'm disappointed that it's only two games. Um, the Medium's a good game. It's everywhere else. I actually already thought it was on Luna <laughs> uh, when it was announced. Um, so nothing, it doesn't inspire me with great confidence. And we just got to wait and see what's going to happen with Luna. They're playing it too slow for my liking, but I am a very impatient person. So <laughs> that's just me. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um yeah, just I'm looking at the library here, guys, and something to take into consideration, right? Is that this is only five ninety nine, right? But look it's not at be. all, it might be free for your Prime member. Think about that too. Um, just saying though, but look at all mm-hmm. these games that you get in for that price point. This is, I mean, again, the medium is one game for the month of February. I, I do think uh, someone's saying on here at the end of the month they are going to beef it up, but just think of right, You got judgment here. This is the remastered judgment we're talking about, right? Yes, I think, I think the issue is for the, if you just look at the panel here, the majority of the panel here don't have access to it. That's true. And I, and I think it, as the weeks go on, it just gets more and more frustrating. I think it's absolutely okay. outstanding value for, mm-hmm. for that. We have the mm-hmm. amount of games, and I think if we had access to it, we would be raving about it even more. It's just frustrating just seeing all them games, not being able to play them. Uh, it's it's just hard to actually put your head into it because you don't actually have it in front of you. Because if you've got that in front of you, you'll be I would be flicking between a load of them games because you know that I'm like I'm a, a shiny person. I, oh, that game looks good. I'm going to play that for five minutes uh, yeah. sort of thing. I it's, I think that's the issue for, for me at the moment. No, that makes a lot of sense, for sure. Uh, it's it's my, true. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, my issue there, and when I look through the uh, Luna library, as <clears throat> I don't see anything in there that's going to pull me to try Luna out with testing games for this channel uh, and checking out performance. That's the only reason that I'll, I'll ever be in there right now as it stands, because... The games that are just on the Luna Plus channel, um, there's, there's, there's nothing there that I haven't already played if I wanted to, and nothing else that I'm going to try, because I could already have tried it elsewhere. The games all I see there have all been on sale in Steam, so if I really wanted them, I would have picked them up there. I would have played them in Game Pass, a lot of them were on Game Pass as well. That That's my issue with, with Luna. I don't see them taking anyone else's uh, customers. Okay. I I think I, I get what you're saying there. None of the games entice you from the Luna Plus channel, but again, mm-hmm. we're talking about like, you know, 599 service here, right? That but I think when... it feels like a site, like a, like you say, it, it, I imagine in the way that, that Luna will probably, Amazon will probably promote it, will be, it, it like a, an add-on. Yeah. To as you say, to your Prime package or whatever it is, and then rather than your rather than their main focus, it's a sort of oh, and by the you know you can watch the movies, you know, watch movies, watch TV shows, and play a selection of games. It's a nice overall package, but yeah. as a standalone thing, I don't think it's very 
necessarily doesn't I agree with Homer it's not that compelling yeah you know you you've either played all the games there's very rarely anything new like in terms of day and day and date new uh so it, it yeah it feels like a you know collect an an add-on service to an existing entertainment pack as it were and I think probably I, I mean again I don't know but I imagine that's how Amazon will probably you know sell it it's just another product that they you know make available or, or sell as it were uh, and it, it's there it will be form some sort of overall sort of entertainment pack uh, and that's that's probably i think the way they're gonna probably market it you know to their existing customers who yeah. buy you know watch tv and play mm. film but also want a game it's that sort of thing yeah true um Again, this is this is still new, and yeah, I get the frustration, Duncan. You were saying with this not being available to most people, but I think they're slowly building on this. But let's get to go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, that for me, when this comes, I will be subscribing to it. Okay. There is a load of games in there, even in that family channel. There, there's yeah. a couple of cracking games. That Pictocrest is right up my alley. That's, that's, a, that's a game I would be playing on my lunch times and stuff like that as a chill out game. I know you, you I get, my game taste gets made fun of all the time. There, there is a, a, there is a couple of cracking wee titles in there which will get overlooked. It's it's unfortunately it's a, it's, a, it's a subscription. You know what you're going to get, and we'll have to wait until uh, Amazon's first party start pushing their stuff out there as well yeah i also think more channels coming right again this is just a family channel if you go to the ubisoft plus channel right i mean sky's the limit with this platform they can just continue to add channels upon channels upon channels and i think i think you're right i think that's the interesting bit about luna yeah like imagine if ubisoft chat and that's why ubisoft is there that ubisoft pioneering these things they want to be on the front foot when it right. comes to cloud hence their relationship with stadia their mm. relationship with amazon and luna but you can quite easily see the way that the way that amazon are, are creating this and using ubisoft plus here is to be able to go to ea hey ea yep. why didn't you put ea plus on there right you know take two why don't you you know have a channel on here i mean that's clearly what they're kind of angling at and i think there that's the real interesting you know element for amazon is to be able to provide a platform for these publisher channels yeah i think that's the interesting aspect yeah that's what they've been doing with their prime video video when, when prime just launched or it was just streaming shows and you could grab the tv shows grab the movies and that's it but if you go to prime video now there's a dozen a couple dozen different yeah. streaming services that you can add on um amazon's all about uh, services uh they they want people to pay them subscription fees monthly and they want that subscription fee monthly to keep going up by little bits here and there so having people on prime video sign up for i want um i don't know global tv i want this movie package i want this streaming channel they're going to do the exact same thing with this. Um, the base package will be included with Prime, and then there'll be all these add-ons so that um, you can eventually start paying Amazon 100 bucks a month is what they would love to have, um, like your cable provider, right? So they're, they're slowly moving in that direction. Yeah, I agree 100%. So GTP, how, how is your sound doing? Are you back? 
It was, and then it got weird. So I can't. I don't know. You tell me. It sounds good. Go it, for it now. So this, the 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 storm here is playing havoc with the internet, and my one gig up and down has been reduced to one to five megabits per second. Oof. So I've I've yeah I've cut out the camera to try, to try to maintain and at least just get the voice out. But if it goes yeah. out, let me know, and we'll I'll just disappear. We're good. <laughs> yeah. No, you sound good. But no. but, uh, Go ahead. Um, yeah, but Luna, man, I, I mean, I've been a fan of Luna really since they came out. They don't quite have a direction just yet, but I do think um, eventually offering their Luna Plus channel as part of Prime or or keeping a low price if you're you're part of Prime and then it eventually gets raised is probably what would happen. Um, and I and I've always said I I like the differences in all the gaming platforms. I don't want Luna to match what Stadia does or what xCloud does or, or anybody else. Um, I like the idea of many different channels that I could eventually just drop and pick up at will and just play the games I want to when I want to um, on the fly. So I think I think it does have a pretty good future, but we just we don't quite see it yet. We don't know what Amazon's going to do. Um, Another interesting factor will be if they start to play their first party hand more, if they're exclusives, you know, if they have more games come out and they start landing their exclusives there, that could wind up meaning a lot for the service as well. Right. Um, really excited to check out the medium on there. Um, you know, it wasn't a big surprise. It's on xCloud. It's on GeForce now. It's been on PC. You know, it was a next gen console exclusive. Uh, so it kind of made sense that it eventually made its way there. True, true. It reminds so, me like, a bit of control, actually, in the way yeah. that, you know, yeah. like, controls a bit of a whore in terms of it's yes. like with, with, with like on every platform <laughs> everywhere, you know? everywhere yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so i i think it was lloyd who was talking about like the channels when you come to prime video right so mm-hmm. here it is yeah. and imagine like if this is the the take that luna end up you know being and taken to where you'll see ea capcom even game pass some people laugh at that but microsoft has said you know wherever where like whoever is willing pretty much to accept game pass like they're they're ready in a way to to put it there so again they might be competitive because again they said you know amazon google's are their biggest competitors but who knows maybe down the line you know we can get a game pass channel as well for amazon luna but yeah i do see this being the approach that luna takes in the the end and man that that can be a killer killer deal for for this platform but yeah anyone else for luna and these two games coming to the platform for the month of february that's it cool all right so we're gonna hop on to the next thing that we have here and that is GeForce Now right so GeForce Now if you guys let me let me just exit it GeForce Now give us their Thursday vlog just exit this and we got some games coming we got some features again um, this they're staying here members with the 2.037 update you can now uh, do something called upscaling so again this is for it it seems like mostly for windows right so if you have android and trying to use this feature you can do it Um, but most people are getting this update and i think we've covered it here in gtp i I don't know if you have but yeah uh, to where you can actually upscale i personally haven't been that impressed by this feature 
uh seeing xbox cloud gaming upscale on pc i think it does it better than this but to each their own i know other people are really enjoying this but my experience with it hasn't been the greatest so they gave us that and then they gave us uh some games that released for this platform this week again we have modern line 2 we have demonix makina uh, we have metro exodus enhanced edition we have Tropico 6 and Assassin's Creed 3 Deluxe Edition. So those are the games that came out for GFN this week and that feature. So we'll check in with the panel and see what y'all's take is on the GFN news. And also LGTVs are getting some GFN love too. So we'll start with Hellmonkey. Uh, what, what's your take on the GFN news with these games coming to the platform, this uh, upscale and feature, and some LG love? Uh, Hellmonkey is not dark. Okay, we'll start with you then, Duncan. Oh, I shouldn't have said that often again. Why did I say <laughs> stuff well, Mark? thank you, Duncan. We'll start <laughs> with you then. Oh, jeez. Oh, dear. Uh, I think the upscaling i've had a bite within a bit uh i think it's dead on uh it's it's working well for me uh on my 4k screen it's upscaling and it looks absolutely crass yeah. i'm actually shocked i haven't actually looked at behind rtx which i thought they might do because they do some things like that now and again so i think that is absolutely brilliant piece of news out there i know you, you're not too impressed with it but uh it's working well for me with the games I'm going to shock you here, yes. I don't think it's it. For me, the, the games this week are not that great in my space. Mortal Online 2 is maybe the biggest one there. It's the NMORPG. It's got about 10,000 people playing that at the moment in time. The For people who are watching and listening, Tropicana, as I'm calling it, 6. I would not <laughs> buy that. Uh, I would just hold off, and that I think that is nailed on being an epic free game later on this year. So you can buy it now in the epic sale with your coupon uh, and off like that. But for me, I would hold fire on that until the end of the. Uh, just hold fire because I think it's going to come free. Have so, you played the? Sorry, have you played the game? That was it. Good. Would you recommend it? At it's all? a. It's a. What? Which game? Tropical Six. Uh, it's a city builder, so yes, it's up my it's up my sort of uh, wheelhouse there. Okay. But uh, I'm not going to buy it. I'm waiting for it to be free and epic because I yep. am uh, skinflint and don't like spending money. Okay. Thanks for that, Duncan. How about you, Clive? What's your take on the GFN news for this week? Well, uh, I think I think it's really interesting. Every, everybody's in. In terms of cloud gaming, you know, yeah. I think people judge every every everybody this, with the same brush, and the the reality is everybody's in it for different reasons. Mm. And you know what what do Nvidia do? They make graphics cards. Yep. That's they found an avenue to to basically if you can't sell stuff, then rent it uh, to basically rent out graphic card graphics cards. That's effectively what they're doing. Their business is building graphics cards, improving graphics cards, whether the hardware or the software, that's what their business is all about. And so they've created a business model in which they can do that. So it's no surprise to see, you know, for me to see them when they upgraded 
you know the the offering on on the, with GeForce now a few months ago, and to see them offering upscaling like this, I think it's really great. I think it's exciting, but it's what I would expect from Nvidia because that's their business. Their business is graphic cards, um, and the GeForce now, and plus you know they've obviously got the nous to see the future is cloud gaming, and um, you know like all the platforms, they're all trying to think how how. How does our business model fit in with the future? And as a, as the, the main provider of graphics cards for uh, you know PC gamers or whatever, they've obviously thought how does how do we you know how do we fit our business model into the future? And they to be honest, I think they're doing a cracking job. And the LG thing, I I thought they'd all I was like surprised when I read it because I just thought well actually I thought they were like a week before the Stadia app about a week or so before the Stadia app launched, that LG announced that they were launching the the, the NVIDIA app. So it must have been beta, though, judging by this, because I yeah. thought it was already released. But the, the version that they released was really, was like the Stadia app. It was the, you know, the web OS adapted version, because there was a version before, which was hopeless. I tried it. It didn't. Yeah. It, it, was, <laughs> it, it was just a waste of time. It was like just getting a random Android app on your LG TV. It was just right. point, a pointless exercise. But as soon as the GeForce app, the WebOS version of the GeForce app in beta form, albeit, came out, I fired it up and it, yeah, it had been designed for the LG. And as with the Stadia app, it it works. It looks good. You know, in terms of the user interface, it, it looks very clean and sharp. And uh, I never got around to playing it because, uh, obviously, I only have a free account and uh, I have a short attention span. And after waiting five minutes to play a game of Apex and not, I'm not getting in the queue, <laughs> I think my kids called me to, you know, I don't know, they were probably on fire or something. So I got distracted and then I came back and the, uh, I'd missed my window and it had gone idle. Uh, and and having you know for the last two years just sort of had instant games, instant gaming. That's always been an a, an issue for me personally. You know, I'm a console gamer at heart, and you know, I just want to plug something in and it you know traditionally and it and it works. I'm not a PC gamer in where I go, oh look, I'll just fiddle with this bit back, or have I got the right graphics card and all that kind of stuff, or I'll just sign into this account and then you know. And I think if PC gamers love all that great knock yourself out but that's what puts me off a little bit with geforce now even though there's no argument about it looks amazing and the and the and the kind of upgraded the priority version you know everybody raves about it and digital foundry and everything and i think i think it's great i think it's and what i what particularly i like about it is it's pushing it's, it's pushing the others to 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 improve it's setting the standards you know people say oh that's it they've overtaken stadia it's game over no no this is a long long race and people will edge if you want to have if you want to see it simplistically as a race people will edge ahead here edge ahead there and you know and and this is good this is good for consumers you know i think if 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 people are raising you know the barrier and offering you know what's our usp you know everybody's trying to find their usp and and find their comfort zone find their groove and I think, you know, GeForce now, they know what their business model is. Uh, it's showcasing their graphics cards. And I think, you know, the fact that you've got this upscaling, 
with selecting you know video gpus and stuff like that i think i think it's great um so good stuff the games i i have a weird relationship with the geforce now games and people sort of saying oh they're releasing this to their platform i i kind of find there's something about and it's the pedant in me that it's not like xbox releasing a game to the xbox platform or even stadia releasing a game to the stadia platform geforce now is a glorified pc in the sky and in principle every pc game should be available to play and obviously when it when it was first in beta form that's that's how it was and then of course as soon as they went official the publishers were in that kind of stage in this nascent business going wait a minute there's there's money in the in these hills and why aren't we seeing any of it and GeForce are selling themselves off the back of our games. And we haven't quite worked out what the business model is. And you see that in all industry where a new nascent business model comes out. The IP owners are a bit kind of wary. So we know historically that, as I say, when it was in beta test, virtually every PC game was available to play on this virtual PC in the sky that you didn't you couldn't control like you couldn't download stuff to it but you could play these these games so to me part of it when will we say oh they're releasing the game to the platform all they're doing is that they they sort of manage to to somehow agree with the publisher or the publishers deemed that they'll they'll let the game go on the platform it's that kind of thing because there's no real conversion work to do it and it's just it's just a bit weird to me uh that geforce have have this sort of have to go through this rigmarole of coming up with some sort of deal with each publisher to get to you know to allow the game on because the game it's literally a flick of the switch and the game could be on there um and so yeah so it's just a bit a bit weird and so um yeah there's nothing i'm i kind of with i'm not there's nothing that really jumps out at me i think the metro exodus enhanced edition i'm a massive fan of the metro exodus it, I, it's one of my favorite games i think it looks incredible and so the enhanced edition i think is a really a great game to showcase we were talking about you know medium on luna i think metro exodus enhanced edition is exactly what the geforce priority range or the upscaling you know needs to be able to showcase what what it can do so i think of those games I think for me, Metro Exodus is 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 a, a really interesting game to kind of check out if you've got the GeForce priority and just crank everything up to eleven. I think it'd be a, a really good game to check out. True. Thanks for that, Clive. Uh, let's check in with Lloyd. What's your take on the GFN news this week with the games releasing and the feature and LG TV support? Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty big week for for GFN. It's been a pretty big year and and tail end of last year as well. Um, the uh, what is it? The upscaling thing that is great. I, I've been using their upscaling on their Shield TV Pro for a, a year, year and a half, and it yeah. can take any 1080p stream and make it look close to a 4K stream. It's it's pretty amazing tech. So to have that same stuff uh, come on your PC if you have. Uh, a, a specific um, GeForce or, or NVIDIA GPU. Um, but even the the free stuff that is just done in browser uh, is pretty good. The it's just the the basic enhancement is pretty decent and it can it can 
discern you can discern fine details where there really shouldn't be fine details it's pretty amazing what they've been doing and um this is this is kind of the way to go like you 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 capitalize on the best hardware in the industry and then you capitalize on software work that you've been doing for five years and take that ai stuff that you've been working on for uh, self-driving cars and all the other crazy AI work that NVIDIA is doing as a company. And then you you take products that, that still exist and you give them more life just by adding this other functionality to it. Uh, pretty pretty amazing. So even if you if you have kind of the base tier, you could play this on your TV and it's gonna look pretty pretty darn awesome, which is uh, which is pretty pretty great. So that upscaling stuff is really great. Uh, of course the the whole LG news um, it seems like that is the next battleground is getting your icons uh, front and center on any new TV that comes out. Um, Stadia is doing it. Uh, NVIDIA is obviously doing it. And I'm sure Luna uh, is going to do that. Although they make their own TVs now. So they kind of, yeah. they kind of cheated a little bit. They, right. they went to the front of the line by doing it that way. Right. Um, but that's great. Uh, I, my TV should have that app on it uh, because of the model year was a, um, it, it, it's the year after the the whatever 2019 or whatever whatever the cutoff i can't remember what the cutoff is but the actual first version of that tv was older it was a year older so for some reason my tv's in this weird limbo where i don't get the the app to test out which is making me kind of sad uh which makes me kind of want to buy a new tv so maybe that will be the thing that i do that'll, that'll be the thing i do um so it, it's great to see that type of stuff and then of course the games that they're adding uh damon x machina is a fantastic game from the nintendo switch yeah. just crazy fun amazing game and to be able to play it for free uh not only get the game for free through epic uh because of their free game of the month or free game of the week but then able to play it for free in the cloud it's uh it's pretty crazy so do check that one out if you have access to it uh metro is a fantastic franchise be able to play the game with uh with all the graphics turned up to 11 on geforce 3080 if you have it is going to be a heck of a lot of fun tropico is a great game um i'm not too familiar with mortal online uh just because mmos really aren't my thing too much and then assassin's creed 3 i mean that's that's kind of the where Assassin's Creed kind of took over and um, and really kind of had the cult status. Uh, the one and two were great. People were like, oh, just checking things off of your menu and your your map. Uh, but then three came out and really kind of changed the game. So um, all great games. But like you said, Clive, it's it's not the same as bringing a game to another platform because nothing you don't a, a developer doesn't have to recompile the game for it to be on GFN. They just have to enable it and there has to be some sort of agreement worked out. So getting great games like this is expected these days. It's not such a huge, uh, oh my God, they got this game on GFN because, hey, they should have every single game on GFN. So hopefully uh, the, the, the game release uh, announcements come more hot and heavy as we get into the year. Uh, because I do think GFN, this is their... Uh, this is their game to kind of take the lead in right now. They're they have the hardware, they have the software, they have the good PR. They have uh, people online are talking about it and loving it. Um, I, I think it's going to be GFN neck and neck with Xbox for the next little bit to outperform each other from a hardware and software standpoint um, to kind of kind of take the lead. Um, and of course, Luna Stadia and all the other ones. Uh, they have a lot of catch up to do to kind of equal the, the the video fidelity and the 
the games and all that other stuff. So um, yeah, GFN keeping, keeping things interesting. And it's really, um, it's really giving a lot of competition for the other people to, uh, to, to kind of keep up with. So it'll be interesting to see where the whole industry goes in 2022 uh, because of people like uh, GeForce now really kind of pushing the envelope. True. Good, good, good point. GTP, how you doing, sir? How's that mic for you? Let's hope. Okay. I've, I, I've watched you guys go all black screen so many times <laughs> while sitting here with my internet. will dip down to like 0.5 and then we jump back up to 950 and then we're back down to 0.5. Um, but anyways, let me know if it gets messed up. As as, as far as the games for, for GFN, uh, there's not, you know, I'll agree with Duncan here. There's not a lot for me on here. But um, to hit on more of what uh, Clive was saying, Metro Exodus Enhanced Edition is an amazing version of Metro Exodus. It takes an already amazing game and makes it look that much better. Sorry, dude. That mic again. It, 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 I'm, watching, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching it happen. I'm watching uh... it happen. my bad my bad that's a bummer i know you wanted to give a lot of uh in like you put in here but the mic just continues to act up um do you want to try and do you have another mic you can try it's it's not the mic it's the internet internet. yeah it's the snowstorm yeah okay bummer bummer all right let's let's move to monkey sorry uh gtp let's I feel so bad because I know how bad you want to get in here. Um, but it's all good. It happens, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I uh, so monkey, fill us in, man. Thoughts on the GFN news for this week? Pretty solid. Um, it's a final week before we'll get the February games list, which I'm hoping is going to be a lot more, uh, a lot fuller than the January one. Um, the upscaling features are, you know, very clever. And, and and when I see it come to light and I see it coming, I sort of wonder why they hadn't done it before. You know, they, they, their GPUs are in, you know, 50%, if not more, uh, people's, you know, PCs and, and laptops and, and whatnot. So really good. I've tested it out. Um, I'm in a weird situation now where... 1080p doesn't look great on this monitor, so it just any 1080p on this monitor I have is very blurry. Um, so I tested it with an old laptop, dropped down to 720, upscaled it to 1080, and there was hardly there was hardly a difference. Um, you know, and the quality you had to look very closely to, to grab the difference um, with this new this new feature. Um, so good. It means that more people can can um, use the service. You're saving on the bandwidth. Superb, absolutely fantastic. The just a quick point on the TV, the TV app. Um, I tried it when it first came to LG and Beta because I have the the 4K one there, and it's it was dreadful. But I was running it on Wi-Fi, and after I did some digging. And me and Clive actually had a small conversation about this on Twitter as well. Um, the TVs don't specify exactly which Wi-Fi card is in them. They're very quiet on that front, which means basically it's not good. It's <laughs> it's not worth mentioning, so they try and hide that away from you. If your TV doesn't specify which Wi-Fi card it's using, go Ethernet connection and the difference in quality is night and day. Uh just a heads up to everyone on that. 
Um, that's what happened for me. The games, yeah, like uh, Lloyd said, Damon X Machina is a superb game. Ah, just you've played it. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, I've got it on Steam and now have it in Epic as well, so I could check out GeForce now. So, yeah, just a superb game. Um, Mortal Online Two is one that is coming in for mixed reviews. Uh, the mixed reviews are mainly because it's a yeah, it's a subscription based game. So when you pay for it, the like twenty seven pounds or whatever it is on Steam right now, that only gets you one month's access. You then have to keep up a subscription after that. Um, that's putting a lot of people off. But my chiefs never like checking out just now, and the graphics are tremendous they look superb it has some potential but people don't want to jump in because it's a subscription they don't want to pay 30 quid to play for a month they want they would rather pay 50 pounds and have the game forever um so that's that's just a worry with that game uh the rest of the games the enhanced edition of metro was supposed to be here last year Never came because of the software and needed update it. It's finally here. It looks fantastic. You can't deny that. Probably the best implementation of ray tracing in a game to date. There's there's not many better than it. It's just so smooth. Um, you can have ray tracing on full. You still get the best quality, whereas in other more modern games, even still now, if you have ray tracing on, you might need to dip your your other graphical settings to keep the frame rate that you want and, and do all that tinkering. That's not the case with Metro Exodus. It's just a really well put together game. Um, and it's a solid week. I'm just really excited to see what GeForce now bring this month in terms of the rest of the game releases that are coming up. We know the big ones are coming. We know Dying Light 2 is coming. Are we going to see Elden Ring? Uh, we're going to see Lost Ark. Will we see Grid Legends? Um, you know, these are some some very popular franchises that my fingers are crossed that we see on the list next week because there will be complaints if they aren't there. Downlight yeah, 2 is coming, though. We know that. Yeah, no, right? we know that's coming, but okay. I mean, like Grid Legends, Lost Ark, Elden Ring. Um, God, there's so many more coming as well. There's a couple of really good... Uh, Solo dev, uh, sorry, indie indie games coming up. Um, like really good quality indie games graphically uh, coming up from for Steam as well. Um, SCP Pandemic is one that sort of resembles a Rainbow Six sort of ninety five sort of theme. Um, yeah, so fingers crossed that I see these games, and hopefully more hopes games as well, and then he'll come back on the show. <laughs> So Duncan, I'm I'm kind of uh, confused. You said this week is not good um, with game selection, and I think again this week, not the best week, but it's been better than some of the weeks that you liked, where they gave us three simulators and no AAA games, and here we have Metro Exodus Enhanced Edition. We have I, I, Assassin's I, Creed 3. We have Demon X Machina. So, and you, you, you just go for the headlines. You just go, let's have a look at this here. We, we, we'll do a little search. Let's do, let's do a little search on Steam here, shall oh we? Goodness, no, 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 no
Metroex oh, yes. and it's there's one thousand eight hundred people playing that. Oh, and if you go on to that Mortal Online 2, there are hey. four times as many people playing on that. You just you just see the big names, you go triple this is triple A game, this is more important. And then these simulators and games you think are absolute jokes of a game have so much of a higher player base on Steam. Uh you just get you just get your you get fixated on triple A games and okay, games so- to show off so let me ask you are you mad that tropico 6 is not your type of simulator no i i think it's dead on and you're 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 pigeonholing me into simulators yes i like my simulator games i like my city builder games but i i am very third in my selection I do not have to let go. This is a banger of a game because it's all got all the the shinies on it and all the the fancy graphics. For me, this this is a Mia sort of week. We've got we'll go uh, an older game uh, and it, your older banger in your case with Metro there uh, again. I th- I think it was I said it was, for me it was weaker than it was. It, it was still an okay sort of week, but <laughs> games. Games are really strange on PC, and you just don't know what is going on. PC is PC, and I will heart back to this as well. Guardians of the Galaxy only had 10,000 concurrents on that, and then my stupid simulator games, as you call them, have a higher concurrent base okay, so I, I i get that i know pc gamers you know is it's sometimes not about the bangers right but again this is gfn i geforce now nvidia i would go as far as to say the makers of you know one of the most powerful graphics card and they just put the one of the most powerful graphics card in the cloud, right? So I get it. You know, the PC market is different than the console market, right? Indie goes a long way, all this stuff. But, dude, the bangers are important as well as the, the you know, the, the indies, man. And I think if you go in the forums, the games that people have been requesting are not indie games. They want Battlefield. They want Call of Duty. So this list right here, a lot of people in the forums have been happy with it, right? Just, just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. Everybody is different. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I, I think if I, I love I, this, the what I love with your content you go put out there, I can nail you with this every single week. You play that. <laughs> Again, go watch your, I, I, go watch your video. That, that was this. that was my chief man. That was not me. What's that was all my chief. What's the most but... popular games on Steam, and are they available Gosh. on GFN? And yes, they are. And right. it's not your big bagger games. So, so for once, I will not call this a weak week. In the last, I believe, month or two, GFN, they have not been giving us, you know, the the type of games they give us close to the release of the RTX 3080. But this is good. I, I like this week. Not the best, but decent. Um, but yeah, the upscale and feature is good. I think being able to see that in the apps, right? The Android app will be awesome. Same thing with Xbox Cloud Gaming. They have that, again, if you download um, the Edge Canary browser on Windows, you can do a feature called 
up i it's not called upscale but it's similar. there we go um i would love to see these upscale and it's a work in progress again cloud game is still new but i cannot wait to where you know we don't have to rely on these beta or these limited edition of upscale and where it's just like incorporating apps and you can do it anywhere i see that being something that happens but it's a good start it's a good start but yeah lg tvs i i think is pretty cool that they're you know trying to get the apps and tvs and Hopefully that's what we see more in 2022 going forward. Most TVs now again will have these apps, and yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be something we'll be asking about. Like TV, the TV companies know that that you know when buying a TV, you know it used to be when buying a TV, you know, are you a sports watcher, you know, or do you watch your big film movie? But they know now the people buying TVs that gaming especially you know with the next well the current gen the ps5 xbox series x whatever or you know being able to play 120 frames per second or whatever and having you know low latency on your tv you know let you know lag on your tv itself and everything is is a real becomes a real major key decision in your buying decision right and that's why you know you, you see it with the tcl you see it with with lg especially really pushing for that sort of person who you know, has an Xbox Series X or a or a place you know PlayStation Five and and likes playing games because playing games on your TV is a massive part of why you have a TV and and that's why we're seeing LG, Samsung and then and then the fact that you know cloud gaming is a nascent industry is, is sort of it it's it's they're both it's a perfect storm you right. know uh, for for the for smart TVs who are going for that gaming market so then you've got the ability to cloud game brilliant now you just need to put the app on our tvs and then people will buy our tvs because it's one of the factors oh look we've we've not only have AI because lg has ai upscaling picture upscaling and it does i have to be honest it does an amazing job i think it looks really good um you know i play stadia on it and i used to love the chromecast uh, with Google TV, and that's how I played my Stadia. But as soon as I started playing the LG, uh, the Stadia version of the LG uh, on the LG, I, that's all I play it through now, because th- their apps, their smart, not just uh, the gaming apps, but their you know Netflix, YouTube, they're they're sort of tuned for the TV, you know LG specifically, and the Stadia app is tuned specifically for that the lg tv and uh yeah it just looks really really good and the same with geforce and what i've seen i'm so not played and i've got through to a game but certainly when i fired it up initially it looked really it really good the, the picture ai processing on the lg makes makes the makes the games look really really good true true thanks for that uh do we duncan you're gonna say something? i'm just gonna say something i yeah. think the big we haven't touched on the big nvidia news of the week which i think could have some ramifications down the line with them not getting arm uh with uh i'll be interested to see how they react with that because they're going to have some money burning in their pocket now so just a, just a wee bit of money and uh, i'm just going to see what is going to be going on there uh because that could have some ramifications down the line. And I hate using this term uh, because it is getting used all so much. Nvidia is going down. Hell monkey, can you kick me from the chat when I say it? 
they are in the metaverse game. They are developing the metaverse. They're, I forget the name, but they're calling it now the Omniverse, I think it is. I think that is something we're going to have to keep an eye on with NVIDIA. But it is, it, it, it's different what NVIDIA is doing with Omniverse. I know. That's catered towards uh, professional people that can work as a team on all four corners of the globe. Yeah. This isn't this gaming metaverse, which... One more person mentions it. That's the the, the metaverse is where tech is headed, and like no, it, yeah. no. just give it, me the it's, games. It's true, and leave the rest of that. Out. Give me the games in the best possible way to play the games, and take the rest of it so far away from me as possible, and just leave this industry alone. It's doing fine the way it is. <laughs> it's overtook everything in the uh, last years. Um, you know, we probably all went from getting teased for enjoying video games and Pokemon cards and all that when we were younger. Now, as as enthusiasts, our industry is on top of the world. Just leave it, man. No one wants something Lloyd, Lloyd uh, since we have you in here, actually, I want to get your take on that. What's, what's your take on the metaverse? Do you see that like being a big impact when it comes to just tech and even the cloud game and stuff? Yeah, I, I can remember um, when the web was new and you had uh, WML, which was a way to have 3D objects embedded in a web browser. And everyone's like, this is going to change the world. You're going to be right. going down virtual fl- um, floors of a shopping center to buy all your stuff in the in the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then that disappeared. And then now uh, Web 3.0 with NFTs and crypto. And it, it seems like there's... Um, solutions in search of problems right now is is kind of what the industry is doing it's like oh my god we we we, we've sold the 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 amount of widgets that we can possibly ever sell let's invent virtual widgets and resell them (laughs) to people um which is kind of what's happening so i mean the metaverse is going to be huge once we can strap on vr ar headsets and virtually go somewhere that's going to be huge the technology isn't there yet um we we've had metaverse for many many years uh it started out as muds uh back on uh in the early days of the internet where you'd have uh, a server running on one uh box in the internet somewhere somewhere which would virtually connect to another box and you could go from one server to another across the world that was the kind of start of the metaverse and it's kind of progressed further and further and further um what uh, meta is doing right now which i hate saying because Facebook is evil, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. What Meta is doing now is no different than what Second Life has been doing forever yes. or what PlayStation Home did oh, a while ago. Yeah. Um, what every MMO has tried to do, um, especially when they're about to close down, they like having the everybody joins one server and they see the 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 comets and the meteors raining from heaven to blow up the server for one last time so they they like it um i think the closest thing we have to a metaverse right now is fortnite because you can go into the same world with tony stark and spider-man and the alien from terminator 2 and back to the future back bling and carrying around a ghostbusters a ghost trap i mean that's that's and, what, and watch a concert and yeah. watch a concert yeah. or or whatever, right? <laughs> so true. So I, 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 I get why companies are interested in this one, yeah. but they're throwing so much good money at a problem that doesn't exist yet. Give us yeah. the technology that needs the metaverse, and then the metaverse will naturally develop. Um, so yeah, I, 
like you said, Duncan, they uh, they had billions of dollars earmarked for a company that are no longer going to be spent there. So maybe they can just throw a bunch of money at uh, buying Ubisoft or, or some other company. And that will be their metaverse expansion will be uh, every Ubisoft game uh, will come together like uh, what was it? Assassin's Creed Infinite or whatever. They wanted to have one master game where you could go into assassinations from Assassin's Creed 3 or Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And you can kind of do it from the same world. I think that will be the next uh, Ubisoft's metaverse will be something like that. So, yeah, it's just it's so weird. I I've, I started in um, the Internet stuff before images were part of the HTML spec. So it was just text all text based stuff. So I'm seeing all these new announcements, which are just like old announcements, but they're they have a, a, a nicer coat of paint on them and maybe some Chrome accents instead of just uh, wood paneling on them as they used to. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the metaverse, but uh, it's going to be interesting to watch all the uh, pundits and prognosticators get out in front of this and then be horribly wrong at the end of the day. <laughs> True. Good point. Good point. Thanks for that, Lloyd. Um, all right. So let's kick in to gear a little bit. We don't have a lot of time, so we still have two platforms to cover. Let's talk about Google Stadia. Um, as you guys know, they give us their weekly Tuesday, let's say bi-weekly Tuesday. Fortnite. Fortnite. Okay, thank you, Fortnite. thank you. But uh, we got our Stadia Pro games. Um, curious to know what y'all's take is on those games. I'll list them here in a bit. But we also got some games released this week, right? One being Fast and Furious, Spy Races, Rise of the Shifter. And um, there was another game I'm trying to... Find. Troll Hunter. There we go. Thank you. Thank you for that. It's not... I'm not seeing them on the blog. Anyway, let's uh, move to the pro games, right? So we have Cosmetic Star, Heroin. We have Fogs. We have Merrick's Market. We have Nanotel. We have One Hand Clopping. We have Life is Strange, which was a game that got delayed. Um, but it's pretty cool to see it making its way now as a pro game. And then we have Life is Strange before the storm. Also, so let me count that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pro games releasing for the week of February. That's a lot. I think that's a record of the most pro games. Take, yeah, it takes it to as well that there are 50 over, I think there will be 50, over 50 or 50 pro games in the pro library, which is the most has ever been to seven claim in one, in one go. And in fact, if you're canny and you subscribe now, I think you could probably get about 52 games uh, come February, whatever, if you time your subscription right. But, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah, it's, it is good to see them get up. I thought they might make it to 50 just before Christmas. There were, there, there's been an incremental rise in, in the library, so it's good to see that they've uh, got to 50 now. Yeah, impressive, impressive. And we got more news right it doesn't stop there so moto gp21 i think this is a big deal because uh early in the show i believe a couple of episodes ago we talked about them not getting sequels and how you know that's not a good look for them so moto gp was a game that came to the platform um but then we didn't hear about 21 for quite some bit for quite a bit so to know that that is actually launching on Google Stadia, you know, I think is, is a big kudos to them. 
And then I would say the biggest news is Rainbow Six Extraction, a game that a lot of you guys love here and been playing a lot. It's getting a free-to-play treatment, which is a game that just released. And what a good way, again, to reel some people in to Google Stadia. So again, good stuff all around I would say for this platform for this week, but let's check in with the panel members and see how the stadium news was. So we'll start with, let's say GTP. Can you hear me? Well, I can hear you, man. How okay, am I coming on? All right. You sound good. Let's try this. Sorry guys. I know how you're, annoying you're it is good. to be that guy, man. That, like <laughs> You're good. <laughs> keeps Go having ahead, to do that. So apologies. But um, no, actually I, I really like the blog this, this uh, week for Stadia. Yeah. Uh, the, just when I was going to give the pro subscription a little hiatus for a little bit, I realized that we were getting the life is strange remasters. So yeah, I'm like, I'm going to, um, I'm going to hang in for that because I do want to check those out on there. Um, Moto GP 21. That's, that's, that's good and all, but I wanted it last year when I was going to purchase it. So I bought it on PC instead. Otherwise I would have got it on stadia because I had GTP, GTP, <laughs> 20 on uh, stadia. So um, that was a bummer for me last year. Great that it came though. And anyone that's like just on stadia that hasn't played anywhere else, you can finally get in on the new version. I'm curious to see what happens with 22 in three or four months. Um, Cause that's around the corner and I'll be looking to purchase that. So We'll see what happens with that. One thing I love about Extraction is the free buddy pass. So you can invite up to two friends for free to come play. Um, and then, of course, they've got the free play on Stadia. I, I just, I really like Rainbow Extraction uh, being on Stadia. I love the free play and I love the buddy pass idea. Um, and the fact that that game came with 60 FPS. I, I, you guys know me, can't do anything in 30 FPS in the cloud for me. Um, so that's been a big difference for me. I'd love that Ubisoft brought that with uh, 60 FPS. So all in all, I think it's pretty decent yeah i would say uh i did the video covering 60 on there it the the graphics it doesn't take a big hit at 60 you know again they have two different mode performance and quality and i was really impressed i thought you know we'll get like a significant quality drop but this is not too bad well they've been good about um dropping resolution more than just graphics quality and that's you know and and with decent upscaling that's what i'd rather see a bit of drop in resolution keep the quality a little bit higher and then just upscale that for us and uh i think they did a decent job with it there the 60 still has a little bit of stutter for me here and there but ultimately um extraction played well so okay cool thanks for that gtp how about you clive uh what's your take on the stadium blog for this week yeah, I think uh, I think it's a good blog, but I kind of see a bit of a pattern because it, it to me, you know, last year we had the sort of one of the first big, you know, one of the first big titles of the year was Hitman Three, yeah, and it came to Stadia. Then in February, we Stadia got Day on Date, but in Pro, Little Nightmares Two, when everyone else had to sort of buy it, and so that was a big win. And so then I look at this year, okay, the big first arguably one of the first big games of the of the year was rainbow extraction comes to stadia and and then the fir- and then in february what do we get we get uh the life is strange um remastered collection uh in stadia pro day and date when everyone else has to buy it so i see I, I see a similar pattern to to what last year and we sort of had and it was a sort of slowish sort of you know, first few weeks. So I think it's quite good. Although the interesting thing, of course, which means that the reason we got seven titles is that, and part of me is kind of curious whether any titles 
have been pushed out slightly because one, it is a lot. Seven, seven in pro is a lot. And but Life is Strange, of course, was meant to come in October in pro. So part of me wonders with that, with Life is Strange be you know being sort of transposed now to February, if that hadn't happened, would we be just seeing these five titles? And would they be enough? Because normally you get one biggish title and then a few in a handful of indie titles. So right. That's usually the shape of things, and that's what we're getting here. You know, and I think overall it's really good. But I'm curious whether they had any other anything else lined up for February um, that then got pushed that got pushed out slightly, and they replaced it with Life is Strange, or the reality was we were only going to get five games uh, in February. So it's just something that plays in, in, you know, in my mind about it. But, um, you know, there's also loads of stuff that's not in here that we know that's, that's coming up in the next um, week or so or the next couple of weeks. Um, so you've got, Oh my God, my brain's gone dead. But, uh, um, the King. Uh, oh, what's it called? Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, Dynasty yeah thank you. Yeah, yes, yeah, it. Dynasty. We've got Dynasty Dynasty Warriors uh, coming, uh, which is really good. We've got uh, World War Z, which mm. is due. You know, could be could be March, might drop. I think there might be some other outright games that we might see. So I think there's still some activity. Well, we know there's some acti- other activity still in you know coming in February, uh, but I think there might be some other stuff as well. But there's been a bit of buzz around life is strange a lot of people talking about life is strange it's a BAFTA award-winning game um it's because it's a story narrative in a way you want the graphics to be pretty good anyway and to look good um so i think it's a i think it's certainly a good week for for stadia overall when you take in consideration you know we're getting some new games arrived on the platform you've got a good pro announcement set one of them is Life is Strange, which is a day and date release straight into Pro. Pro's never been so big. The thing about Stadia is every month, you know, it's the best it's ever been, if that, that makes sense. So anybody new, you know, I always say to people, forget the history, right? Forget It doesn't matter. Anybody new coming to Stadia or if Stadia ever get around to deciding to launch in other territories, it's quite a compelling offer. Because if you're brand new to Stadia, you don't know anything about Stadia, you are presented with over 200 games in the library, 50 games when you sign up to Stadia Pro, straight straight out the bat, if that's what you choose to do. That's quite a compelling offer right now. And then in March, it will be even better. And then just on the MotoGP thing, um, I think it's – I'm really glad that it's come because a lot of people have used the fact that uh, – quite a few there have been quite a few what we call in tv land non-returners uh and i don't think that it, it's not a good look i don't think it's the end of the platform or anything but it's it's never a good look when when you've got things that don't return but it but what it does stick out a little bit like a sore thumb because it says moto gp 21 and we're in 2022 so i think that's a bit unfortunate and in a way you know when we, we had fifa 21 so obviously the FIFAs are always a year ahead anyway, sequentially. So we had FIFA 21 in sort of January, February or something like that. And then and then eventually, obviously, day and date, we got February 22. So we had two, two FIFAs in the same year. I'm wondering whether there, 
there was a reason behind the lag or delay and does that mean that because we got moto uh, gp21 uh as gtp said are we going to get you know probably closer to the date moto gp22 or you're going to see another gap uh, i i i think you know i'd like to think that you get like a fifa situation where they you know they sort of catch up with themselves um i don't know i mean you know we don't know what why there was that delay but the positive thing is uh that it, it's a returner that's you know the sequels come albeit it is a bit it does feel a bit late uh but it's good to see but overall i think it's a a, a good week and i think we've got some nice titles coming up in the next few weeks as well just to keep that momentum so uh, hopefully stadia can continue but i think overall um as i said before i think there's similarities to 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 last year and to be honest i think it's going to we're probably going to get more of the same uh, stadia wise as we did last year i don't think it's going to be anything amazing or blow people out and i know some people aren't going to be very satisfied with that but it's it really is continual growth and as i say every month stadia is the best it's ever been that's just the way the way that it's growing so yeah i think it's good a good week a good blog post cool thanks for that clive uh let's check in with duncan what's he taking the stadium news this week thank you for uh, letting me to go after clive there because clive i was going to make that point and i'm glad a pro stadium person made the point which I was going to make uh, regarding Life is Strange. Uh, I think next month is going to be a teller with that one because of Life is Strange slipping. But overall, for me, these pro games are not for me. 100% not for me. Yes, this is where we differ. When you go on the GFN and you say it's a weak week, no matter what, it's a weak week. For me, this is a weak month of pro games however i can see the bigger picture here and say this is actually a pretty decent month for stadia pro and there's one simple reason for that life is strange is actually getting people to resub to stadia pro and i think that is an absolutely great thing to do you bring the right games people will sub so I'm absolutely glad that people are excited for Stadia Pro this month. And this is the first time I can remember in a long time where there's actually been a bit of buzz about Stadia Pro. We've seen some articles about it and things like that. And my Twitter has been uh, getting uh, people to respond and say, I'm going to resub to Stadia Pro because of this month. Absolutely brilliant to see. With the returning of MotoGP, I think it's an absolute math to be completely honest with you. Your your uh, a game is coming back. Your yearly franchise is coming back two months before the next year's version. That has to be. A, I'm really surprised that's not a Stadia Pro game. To be why, honest, why with you. why do you think that is happening? Though, do you I, go ahead? I, oh, I haven't. Clue why that's happening. Okay. I, if it was a Stadia Pro game, I would have said, "Yeah, class." That game is going to have to be priced really, really cheap for people to to pick up. If that comes in, even thirty, forty quid, or thirty, forty dollars, people are just going to go not a mission. I just don't understand that. But it is really good to see one of these non-returnals come back, as uh, Clive is call, calling it. <sighs> 
my worry for Stadia for next month, even though this is a good month for Stadia, is next month is absolutely bonkers in the gaming space. We have so many games coming out on a weekly basis, which are absolute massive and massive games. Like next week, we're going to be dominating a lot of this talk uh, with Dan like two on, on GFN. And then there's Elder. I've, I've actually wrote this down a couple of days ago. It's going to be absolutely massive. So we've got Uncharted yesterday, we've got Dying Night, we've got Lost Ark, we've got Horizon, we've got Grid, A Normal Turner, Elden Ring, Shadow Warrior, Gran Turismo, WWE, Stranger Stranger of Paradise, A Final Fantasy Origin, A Final Fantasy game not coming back, Tiny Tina, A Borderlands game not coming out, and then G- GTA uh, getting it for the current gen titles. This is an absolutely bonkers sort of phase. And even though this is a good month for Stadia Pro, I think uh, it's just going to be completely overlooked because if we're just in, you nearly think it's the end of the year because of all these big titles coming bang, 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 bang. So it's it's good. There's steady progress there. I'm just worried there's going to be, it's just going to be overlooked. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you for that, Duncan. How about you, Hellmonkey? What's your take? on the stadium blog for this week um it's good to have seven programs uh it's a good number you hope that there's something there for everyone um the only game in there that would interest me would be cosmic star heroin um not big in life is strange but i understand the, the draw of that game and as duncan said people are coming back to pro because the from nine ninety nine, eight ninety nine, depending on where you are, you're getting two brand new games. Basically, you know they've been remastered for the current generation, and um, it's just good. Uh, the games that came this week, oof. I hate to see it. I hate to see it. mobile games. The mobile games, but most okay. kids' games do. So that's that's probably unfair. Um, it doesn't interest me, but. It will interest someone. Uh, I'm looking forward to Dynasty Warriors Nine. That's it's not a, it's not a widely renowned franchise, but it's a very long running franchise with a very sort of loyal user base. Um, that user base is mainly on PC though, so maybe Stadia can steal some users from there. Uh, and then, like Duncan said. <laughs> I hope the return of MotoGP coming and coming at this time means the next instalment is going to come up because those games usually usually release April, um, so April May time, and it's not too far away now. Uh, I can't really add anything else to it. The fifty games is up in, in Pro. That's fantastic. We've got a tracker on our website if anyone wants to take a look at that. Um, which keeps up to date with all the pro games and the one thing i would mention just in case anyone didn't see it in the blog uh dot five and motor gp20 are leaving so if you want to get in on them sub just now and grab them uh, if you're looking for life is strange and get yourself an extra couple of games uh, if you don't have them already so 
can't really add anything to it. Um, it's, it's an okay month for me, but I'm not going to be jumping back in for any of those games, personally. Okay, thank you for that, Monkey. How about you, Lloyd? What's your take on the Stadia blog for this week? Yeah, I think I think the blog is pretty pretty good. This month's pro games are fantastic. Uh, they hit a lot of different parts of the gaming industry. Uh, you have a JRPG, retro-style JRPG with Cosmic Star Heroine. A lot of people are going to like that. Uh, Nanotail is the, I think it's the sequel to Epistory, or spiritual sequel to Epistory. So kind of a typing game. You have Merrick's Market, which is a time management game. Um, and Fogs, which is, if you haven't played Fogs with someone, it has a one controller mode. So you play couch co-op and you each use one half of the controller. And I played with my daughter and I did a stream and it was probably one of the most fun streams I've ever done. It is ridiculous. So don't write it off because it looks like a uh, something you'd see on Nickelodeon. It, it's actually a really fun co-op game if you have someone to local co-op with. Uh, one hand clapping, not a game I'm probably ever going to play uh, personally, but um, I know there's a lot of people that are excited about checking it out because they didn't want to pick it up when it was available uh, on the store. So uh, those games are all great for a bunch of different types of gamers. Uh, Life is Strange, on the other hand, uh, fantastic that we're getting it for free. Um, to buy the remastered collection on PC up here, I think it's like $55 Canadian, something like that. I know if you bought the deluxe version of True Colors, you could get this for free on other platforms. That wasn't something on Stadia. So uh, you sign up for Pro this month, maybe the first time you've ever played on Google Stadia, and you can immediately claim one quarter of the whole entire Stadia library to play, which is uh, kind of kind of just blows me away that that is a thing that you can actually do. That is great. And then you get to play two amazing remasters of two fantastic titles, uh, Life is Strange and its um, prequel uh, Before the Storm. Uh, I can't wait to dig into those ones. Um, uh, playing through uh, True Colors and Wavelengths, um, top, like really high up in my game of the year list for last year. Fantastic title. And it'll be good to play these remasters. Um, and then the other things, uh, getting more uh, outright games with uh, Fast and Furious and the Troll, the Troll Masters or Troll whatever, uh, Troll Hunters uh, is the name. Um, it's great. I, I, I'm surprised actually that there isn't another outright game uh, game in the pro titles for February because it seems like they have uh, they have another like dozen games on the, on the platform that are ripe to be uh, added down the road. Um, but getting new ones is great. Um, having uh, having Chromebooks in almost all the classrooms or people doing remote learning and then them be able to jump into Stadia and play these new games, not on their uh, Xbox, not on their Nintendo Switch, but play them on Stadia is going to be uh, super exciting for a lot of people. And then the the rest of the news, uh, MotoGP coming back is great. Uh, I'm kind of with everybody else on the panel. I, I'm I'm surprised that this isn't launching right into Pro, especially since it comes out on February 1st and with the the sequel coming out uh, a short few months later. Uh, it seems really odd, but it's good to see it. And uh, I, I would probably chalk up to its uh, lack of launching initially just because of uh, COVID and porting. We, we've seen so many, um, so many studios that have issues uh, getting games out uh, like life is strange remasters for example they're launching on february 1st on every single platform except for nintendo switch because they couldn't get that one out in time and that's going to be delayed 
months up to six months or whatever so i still think there's a lot of development issues um, because of covid and remote work and all that and unfortunately what that means is that these smaller platforms get pushed out further because there's not the value there um there, there's not not enough money coming in to uh to validate using some of your crunch time to get that stuff out so good to see moto gp back it would be interesting to see what other games come over the next little bit but as you said duncan uh 2022 is crazy all the games that were supposed to come out in october november are now coming out in february march so the whole industry as a whole is going to be overloaded with fantastic titles uh it'll be interesting to see what happens on all the different cloud gaming platforms but uh this is the first real big huge uh exciting blog post from google so hopefully we get a lot more of these um i still don't like that they're dropping to every two weeks but uh if we keep getting good a post like this every two weeks maybe i can live with it for a little while it's just they miss stuff off all the time though that's what's curious it is really weird right we know we know game we know that dynasty warriors is coming out why wasn't that mentioned with the the demo of rainbow six extraction you know that was sort of discovered organically but as far as i could see on twitter you know people go oh well there's a demo you know which is like absolutely awesome (laughs) <laughs> uh, not only is it a great game it's a multi-platform game so you can play with your mates not you know, on any platform not right. only that you get a buddy pass so you get a two-hour demo you get buddy passes it's multi-platform this and you know stadium talked about making them you know demos being a great way to sort of push the platform and market the platform and you know a game a multi-platform game like rainbow six extraction is the perfect demo to have I think. Um, and yet, you know, they didn't mention the, the demo uh, in, in the blog post. So it's just, you know, uh, it just seems a bit odd that there's always, there always seems to be some sort of bits that are missing that we kind of find out through other means. Yeah, I just want to, I just want to add on to what Clive was saying there. Uh, I'm just going to shout out uh, Ch- Chaka, uh, the social media uh, person for uh Stadia, I think she's in the process of leaving Twitter or she's cutting back Twitter. I'm just again anybody going out attacking when when we're criticizing things about this blog post like what Clive has just done, we're just we're not saying it to any individual. We're just talking very general and the whole sort of thing. So if I, I'm just, basically uh I think Chaka has done a uh, absolutely amazing job since she's taken over as social media manager because I know there's been a lot of fuss about that over the last couple of days. Uh I think the the, the Twitter account has went up leaps and bounds since she is she's joined there. Yeah it's a mark it's definitely a marked difference in when she joined you yeah you definitely I agree. True. Sure true all right uh thanks for that clive and uh thanks for that lloyd so my take on this again i i think is good uh when i get pro stadia pro i mostly do it for the 4k because i have a chromecast on my tvs and i think for me that's the perk of having stadia pro so any additional game i get for pro it's like thank you you know like I like it. So Life is Strange, as you guys know, I talk about it here. Just beat uh, the newest one about a month ago and really enjoyed my time with it. I still think the first one's one of the best Life is Strange. And so the fact that we're getting this, the remastered, for free on Google Stadia, it's a big deal. 
Right. So again, the other games I'm probably not going to touch. What I do is I claim it. My kids, they just have a field day with those games. But as far as Life is Strange, um, one and before the storm, the games I'm really excited. Now, the two games that were released this week, not my favorite. So I tested out um, Fast and Furious. When I heard about this, I got really excited. But I tested it out. It's like, this, this feels like a mobile game. This is for the price tag. Just like this is not for me, right? But then again, you guys talking heavily about Rainbow Six Extraction and them having it here as a free to play title. Oh, I believe what a week after release. I I don't hear a lot of people talking about that, but I think that is a huge deal um, for people to be able to just test this out, see if they like it, and make the purchase. Um, so shout out to them. MotoGP, not a big fan of the racer, but again, I think it's good that we're seeing a sequel. Yes, it's late, I get it. But it's good. We're seeing a sequel come to this platform as well. So overall, they give us a lot in this blog. And moving forward, I think it'll be pretty cool um if they can continue doing this the way they I think this is what the third or fourth um bi-weekly blog that's packed with a lot of information like this so again I, I like this it gives people a lot to to look into for the google stadia platform so overall i would say this was a good week for stadia but um anyone else before we move on to phil spencer's quotes all right so here we go so if you guys haven't been following this whole acquisition uh, with Microsoft and Bethesda, I think it's really interesting. Um, there was, I don't know if this was an interview or um, just him talking, but he states uh, that, again, he, earlier he said that he doesn't view right, Mike, uh, he doesn't view uh, Sony and Nintendo as the biggest rival competitors and now there's a recent article that states that again he's eyeing google he's eyeing uh amazon and facebook um as as their competitors and you know one of the reasons why uh he made this acquisition they made this acquisition for activision is that they want microsoft to be known as a gaming company so I just want to, I'm going to shed more light on this article and post it up so you guys can see it. But for um, the the panel members, I posted this on the the show notes for you guys to read. So I just want to talk to you guys and see what does this mean? What, what do you think Phil Spencer and Microsoft was trying to do here with the Activision uh, acquire, uh, acquiring Activision? Uh, do you, do you think that first of all they were scared of their competitors or do you think that they did it to kind of make a statement that we're here right we want to be number one top dog in gaming and we're going to put our money where our mouth uh, our money where you know with, with what we're saying so i'm just going to open this up to you guys in the panel you guys let me know what your thoughts are so to get uh -huh. started go ahead uh, I was just going to say, can I get in first on this? Um, go, go for it. I think it was a perfect time to buy Activision Blizzard with everything that's going on in the background. It's been well documented. 
Um, so even though it cost them the best part of $70 billion, it would have probably cost them more if they tried to purchase them, you know, one, two, three, four, five years ago. Um, because they sell, they sell a lot of games. And it's not just Activision, you know, it's Blizzard and it's King as well. Um, just on the front about competition, yeah, they do, they do see Amazon and Google, etc., as competition, but this is in the grander scheme of things. This includes Microsoft as, as well, not just, I think, I think what he means is it includes Microsoft as well, not just Xbox, because they talked about how Amazon have shopping, Facebook have the, the, the kind of social media, uh, Google's got, you know, search and Chrome. Um, but he also talked about the, uh, not just the fact that they could disrupt the gaming industry, how they could potentially damage the gaming industry as well. Um, the, the, the language is very key. Uh, yes, he does see them as competitors, um, but at the same time, they also see those companies as companies that could damage the industry as a whole because he goes on to say that Valve, Sony and Nintendo won't do anything to damage the industry. Can, can I so, ask something about that? What, what do yeah. you mean? What, when does it damage the industry? What, what do you think it, it means by that? I think it means disrupt. Disruption. What we mean in, in true disruption, i.e., you know, the the gaming, the business model for gaming has been the same for thirty years, right? It's been the same. Um, you know what you do? You build a box, you sell a box, you sell people to to you know the they could sell games on your box, which is in everybody's house, and they pay you a license on each disc they sell. That's been the business model and i i work in the tv industry and you know t, t, traditional and the tv industry in the lot has been around like 50 70 years and the model has been basically the same for 50 to 70 years it's not really changed technology comes along but it's basically been the same and from an, you know, if you work for a, a commercial broadcaster you were advertising and, and that, you know, was always the same. And then the internet came along and it changed where advertisers put their money. That disrupted it. But when Netflix, you know, came along and, and then grew in popularity and then Amazon Prime and then Disney Plus, whatever, it has fundamentally changed the business model of television and the way that you do t t television and film and stuff like that. And, and some big industry players have had an existential crisis because of the, 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 how rapid the change in that model has. And if you don't change and adapt, you don't get on the, then you will get left behind as the business model changes. And I think what he's getting at is that not only is the business model under threat or the, their traditional gaming business model is under threat, i.e., there's, there's, we've talked about it in lots of people talk about it in different podcasts, but you know, this idea that you need to somehow make a decision, especially in the console gaming, that as consumers, we need to make a 500 pound decision. Are we a PlayStation person? Cause I'm making a 500 pound investment for that. Or am I an Xbox? I'm making a 500 pound. And when you pay that 500 pound, that adds an element of loyalty to that. And you're kind of stuck in that. 
Whereas now we talked about it here, you know, Duncan mentioned it about, you know, if Amazon Luna comes here, you know, there's some games on that. I would, I'd like to play some of the, you know, potentially the Yakuza games on that, you know, if that came here or equally, I could play it on the, you know, if I got an Xbox games pass, I could have played it on there. Um, but when the decision is £7.99 a month, £5.99 a month, we already see it in TV, in TV land, you know, I've got, well, I don't know how many subscriptions I've got, but I've got my Disney Plus, I've got my Amazon, I've got my Netflix, you know, and it, it gives me the choices. So I'm not having to make that big outlay. Uh, I'm I'm just giving myself options. And I think that disruption to the idea of having to sell a 500 pound box, which was the focus of you know, Sony and the focus of Microsoft, changes things rapidly. So I think that's partly what they mean. And each player coming in, has a different reason why they want to get into gaming. You know, I mentioned it before, you, you know, whether it's NVIDIA going, well, wait a minute, if if the cloud is the future, why is every, nobody's going to be buying super powerful gaming PCs and our market share might drop down? I know, why don't we rent out our graphics cards? What a brilliant idea, you know, great. Um, you know, Amazon are thinking, well, we're already selling entertainment packages and gaming is a big part of that. Let's, you know... Let, let's add that to our kind of uh, area and we can reach, we can use our consumer base to sort of push that out. And so it, it's sort of each person entering this kind of market, which is, which is going to be massive and is massive, is bringing, is coming to it for different reasons and bringing different skill sets, which, um, which is different from the tradition. And that's, I think, where, he, he, you know, he he's kind of thinks that there's a disruption. And just to add... One last thing is that there was an interview with Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix, uh, a couple of years ago. This was two years ago or something like that. And he was asked, you know, who do you think your biggest threat is? Is it Amazon Prime? Is it Disney Plus? Whatever. And he said, right. no, it's Fortnite. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, kind Wait, of did, like, well, that's a bit weird. That? Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, and the reason the reasons he's talking, and I've mentioned it before on on my uh, on you know my podcast, is uh, gaming in its popularity. Um, and Hell Monkey, you know, touched on it. Used to be like you almost embarrassed to say you're a gamer like 10, 20, 15 years ago, but but now like it's it's the you know the same way LG and Samsung are going after gaming. It's it's the it's the norm, and so it becomes an entertainment choice. And especially when you have smart apps on your TV. Oh, I'm a bit bored. What shall I do? Shall I watch? Uh, shall I watch that new Korean drama on Netflix? That's me personally. Uh, or do I? Or do I? Oh, I know. I'll play a game instead. It, and it becomes, who's going to get my eyeballs? Who's going to get my attention? And it's not just a simple choice of oh, it's TV and film. It, it's like oh, I could game for two hours. I could watch a film for two hours. I could watch TV. You know, binge watch a series. And so that's where the competition is. It's how do you get people in your? I'm not going to say it, but in your universe, and staying in your universe, whatever that universe is, whether it's a gaming unit, whether it's the Xbox environment, whether it's the PlayStation environment, whether it's the Amazon environment, you know, or whatever. It's how do you or Netflix environment? How do we get people into our environment? And it doesn't, in a way, it doesn't matter whether it's via games, film, TV, whatever. It's how do you get them into our world and and not and not leave our world. Uh, and that's that's the disruption I think that that he's talking about. That's how I look at it. Yeah, no, I have to agree with Clive there because 
I hate to bring it up, but remember last year, the Bethesda acquisition was mentioned for part of Stadia's reason and shutting down the, the SG&E and going, the, you know, the third party sort of route. Um, that's the sort of disruption and, and, and competition they see. So it's a win-win for Microsoft. They were told for years they didn't have enough first-party games. So they went out, got the shoulders out, bought Bethesda. Now they've been acquired Activision, two of the biggest players. That now means that Google, uh, Amazon, and no one else can get their hands on them now. And it puts them in a stronger position uh, going forward. Um, and I think some of the disruption as well, Clive was absolutely spot on. Why, why, further down the road, why are you going to pay £500 for a box that you can get possibly the same content on for X amount a month, direct to your TV, whichever, you know, all your devices? Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what acquisitions come down the line as well. Uh, there's a big call for Sony to buy buy studios, but I really don't see that needing to be the case because they could probably go on forever on the first part of games alone because they are that good, that loyalty that Clive speaks about. That's why people go back to PlayStation all the time because their first part of games are the absolute best you can get. Good point. Anyone else uh, want to add to that? Lord AC, shaking your head. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like this whole purchase of Activision Blizzard, I, I I think it's done mainly because of Netflix, but not in the way that most people think that it is being done because of Netflix. One of the biggest issues that Netflix is having right now is keeping the back catalog on their um on their service. So you have the office leaves Netflix and all of a sudden everyone's like, where the heck do I get um the office? That's all I watch. Oh, it's on this other service. I'm gonna switch over to this other service. So Microsoft going and flexing their $70 billion muscles saying, I'm buying two of the biggest companies in gaming in one purchase. Uh, Activision has been around since the Atari. Uh, so we have all this back catalog of video games. You can get your Atari 2600 version of River Raid and then your PlayStation 1 version of Tony Hawk Pro Skater and your PlayStation 3 version of Skylanders and all these other back catalog games all running on virtual machines in Microsoft Azure and every single game from Microsoft, from Blizzard, from Activision, from Zenimax, from uh, id Software or in the future could be part of what Microsoft is seeing as the future of gaming. One service to rule them all, the Netflix of gaming, if you, if you would want to say it that way. So this is just them shoring up um, content for their service plus obviously call of duty biggest franchise in video gaming makes more than the movie industry just that one uh that one game sometimes in in its past releases has made more than the entire film industry uh, worldwide like it's ridiculous amounts of money that is something of course that they want to have but it's more all this content that they're going to have on their streaming service that no one else will have all these mainstays of gaming that no one else will have um, I could see in the future Microsoft buying Sega, Microsoft buying other smaller third-party developers. They're never going to buy the Nintendos. They're never going to buy the Sonys because that's going to all of a sudden get uh, the government involved with um, all sorts of uh, monopoly uh, concerns and things like that. 
But if they could buy up all this back catalog from all these other platforms or all these other publishers rather, and never ever have to worry about um, company publisher X comes out with the next Fortnite, and all of a sudden the price for all their back catalog stuff is gone up by 300%. Microsoft doesn't have to worry about that anymore. They're going to have thousands of games on their service potentially. And then they can now give people the option. Do you want to play Call of Duty? Well, you can buy a $500 console and an $80 version of the game, or you can just buy the $500 console and subscribe to the service and get these 500 games immediately um, through Game Pass. And that that they're they're waging wars on all the different uh, war zones right now um, because of Call of Duty. Uh, I chose that pun, which was really bad, but anyway, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, they they're, they they have their feet in all these different wars, and they're they're playing the long game across the whole entire gaming industry. So um, I I think that's the main reason why they purchased this was that catalog and the future of of their their streaming library. Um, the whole comment about damaging the industry is exactly that they don't they don't want someone to come in they don't want apple to come in and say uh okay this is the future of gaming and then everybody says oh i have an apple device i'm gonna get in on this future of gaming microsoft still wants to own some ownership in there so when they see the googles come in that don't have a five dollar console that they want to sell you it's like oh my god they're going to change our bread and butter that we've been living in for the last uh, 15 years 20 years um, so I think that's kind of what that comment is. I think it was really blown up um, way out of proportion to what he actually meant it to be. Um, but it makes sense. If you have, if you have a, uh, if, if your business is making buggy whips and all of a sudden cars come out and there's no one buying buggy whips, you're like, what the hell? I've, I've, I, I put food on the table by selling these buggy whips. I, I don't like automobiles. Uh, they're, they're crazy. They're never going to, they're never going to uh, never survive. Yeah. They're never, they're never going to catch on. And, Microsoft is really just trying to get a whole get a, ahead of that um, with the gaming industry. Good point. Good point. Thanks for that, Lloyd. Uh, Duncan, so you want to get in? Do you have okay, I'll, I'll get in here. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, just going to echo what Lloyd was ended on there. I think this has just been blown up. This uh, comment, uh, I think, has just been over over egged uh, in the cloud gaming sort of space because. Yes, Google and Amazon are on Microsoft's uh, radar, but it is not just cloud gaming, it is the cloud space as a whole. And cloud gaming down the line is going to be a big, massive part. And we know that uh, Amazon and Google will be a big, massive part of game streaming going forward in in some sort of guise anyway. Uh, I... For me, this Activision deal for me from the Google sort of end was more about what they're actually taking away from Google because Call of Duty is run on uh, Google uh, Cloud services along with King as well. So I think this is part, not a big massive, oh my God, this is taking over. Some part of it is just trying to boost Azure down the line. But... Ultimately, Microsoft bought Activision for my phrase, which I ran down everybody's throats, is content is king. And you have the content, people will come to you. And Game Pass is showing that. And when you look at the Game Pass library as a whole, you compare it to Lena, you compare it to Stadia, and the crossover is absolutely massive beyond 
people's expectations plus you have more games on game pass and you've got the exclusives it's just content content and some more content for me i don't see any more big acquisitions coming from microsoft in the foreseeable future until this activision deal has passed because they don't want to shine any more torches onto that because it's already kicking up a fuss so i don't see any purchases until this is gone but I do see them go on down the line and I have said it before and said again Sega is the perfect purchase for people down the line because it has PC and console and that absolutely masses of IP they have there's so many games that Sega have made they could bring them back into life it's just class but I, just on Sega they um, they closed their fun they're out of the arcade business now as well yeah. which is uh, epoch changing from Sega's point of view but they're now officially been bought out of their arcade uh, side of their business and obviously in japan that's a massive is still a massive thing arcades um but yeah so they i think this company called gigo or something like that now uh and and instantly all the sega arcades you think they'd keep the name are going to be called gigo arcades oh, not sega arcades it's instantly they're going to rebrand it everything um and uh, sega are just going to concentrate on you know their ip and developing stuff for you know people other people and stuff like that so yeah sad just that time yeah how about uh let's check in with gtp real quick for this time is kind of time out. is just, of uh, in essence man yeah, Look, i'll just ahead, recap GTP. it all because yeah. everybody has has been 100 percent spot on with the purchase that's a multifaceted there's a lot of reasons for the purchase the more IP you own, the less will leave Game Pass, as somebody else was mentioning. Um, you know, content is king. It always will be. We see it with TV apps. That's something Clive was talking about. It's no good to have your TV app everywhere if there's no content on it for people to subscribe to. And we're kind of seeing that with Peacock and some other things as well right now, too. Um, and, and my own purchases. So content is going to be king. I think Microsoft concentrated on that before their cloud tech. They have a playable cloud tech. They have something that works and it will... Um, I'm sure it'll become something great in the future. They're definitely concentrated on their content, their talent, their studios, and building something that's going to be very hard uh, to compete against. Uh, competition's going to get super heavy in cloud when it comes to both tech and content, and Microsoft's definitely going for that content first. And besides that, they got to walk onto the playground and make one hell of a statement by spending that kind of money and saying, yeah, we're, we're that serious about gaming, so n let the next person step up and show okay. us how serious you are. So big statement by Microsoft. As far as damaging, real quick, I I know there's been a lot of speculation. I think it just means, you know, what everybody else was saying. It's market share, too. When you're talking about damaging, you know, cloud does something that consoles could never do. If you weren't Sony, Nintendo, or Microsoft, you weren't making a console because you know it would fail. No one was going to buy it. They already had their three main platforms. Cloud's changing that dramatically with the subscription base and many different places you'll be able to play. And I think Microsoft saw that coming years ago. True, true. I just... uh want to bring this up i know we're out of time so i'm not gonna ask everyone individually so just hop on what you take here but what does this mean again gtp like you were saying this shows right they're serious and committed to just gaming as a whole with this acquisition 70 billion dollars is is nothing you know to to joke around about right so what does this mean for the competitors, right? Do you see Google seeing this and saying, okay, wow, we got to 
shell out some serious cash now if we want to compete or Amazon like being like, okay, we need to, you know, put our foot in the pedal to get like Luna out to more places or where, what do you see happening with the competitors after this move? I'm just going to open this up and I'll just say real quickly um, before someone else jumps in and it depends on who you are and what your goals are. And I know people bring Google up on this a lot, but I, I gotta say like, uh, I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I've had every single console and, and I have the OLED switch and the original, and I buy those because of the IP, the first party games only. I almost don't play anything else, but Nintendo first party, they haven't competed in the gaming space other than against themselves in years. So like, Google or Amazon or any of them, especially with cloud, they don't they can choose whether they want to step up, spend the kind of money on content and tech and compete directly, or they can go a completely other direction and create their their own entire niche, their own entire community and games for people to play. It's it's really just depends on what their goal is gonna be. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you. But anyone else wanna hop on with the response to that? Go ahead. I was gonna say, I don't I you know, people People kind of, t- I think often people take a very simplistic view and think, okay, well, Microsoft have just spent seventy billion. Okay, your turn to spend seventy billion. That's not that's not how it works. I think Microsoft are in a position, you know, they've made their decision, especially with Xbox. It's been it's 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 on an upward spiral. It's on an not, not sort of an upward curve. It's a twenty year you know business that they're in in terms of you know since Xbox sort of launched and all that kind of stuff. So making those kind of bets. It's still a massive bet, but it's a slightly more safer bet than if you're brand new to the, you know, to to gaming, and uh, you know, suddenly try and go out and make that and make that bet. And the other thing, and it was mentioned partly, you know, I think GTP mentioned it when one of the reasons it was said behind Stadia closing SG&E was that, in a way, you don't want to be a threat. Uh, potentially in terms of games when if if we step away from you know developing our own games it means that publishers are more likely to say okay we'll come to we'll come to you then you know you get a better relationship with publishers uh than sort of you know cutting them out and so there's a sort of that you know i don't think you know google looking at that thinking no what you know that's their first microsoft's first purchase was eight billion and it's like that's basically them saying to Google, that's how much it's going to cost you to even, you know, to, it's like a blind in poker. They go, there's, you, you got to put 8 billion and they're looking at it going, well, okay, we're going to play a slightly different game. Then I think we're still in this game, but we're not playing it aggressively. Like you, we're playing a long, slow drip game on this one. And we'll, but we want to make sure that the tech is in place. Our library has been building and we'll expand out and everything. When we expand, everything kind of works. Whereas I think, you know, Microsoft were in the ideal position. Activision, as Helmuggy mentioned, were were there for the for the picking. And I think only one company realistically could make that purchase uh, potentially within the, you know, that, that could make use of it as well. And that was and that was Microsoft. And it was an opportunity and they had the means. So it was opportunity and means, and those two things came together perfectly, I think, for Microsoft. And they went in there, and it and it's it served a number of purposes, as people have mentioned, in terms of making a big statement, shoring up IP going forward. When they you just they do they've just looked at the Netflix model. You know, we've seen all Marvel films that were on Netflix and now Disney, and thought, wait a minute, why are we 
why we, you know, licensing, we could get all that subscription. Hey, we've got all this content. Why don't we set up our own, you know, channel? And then suddenly all this content comes off, you know, Netflix. We're, you know, the company I work for, we're in a constant battle for IP and, and for that reason. And people go, where's such and such program? You know, if it's not there, the customer's not there, they, they go to find it elsewhere. Even if it was once there, you know, like the office or whatever it was or friends or whatever, it's like, oh, Where's it gone? And they'll just go to wherever it is. And I think, you know, Microsoft are looking at that model and going, look, the 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 Netflix of gaming, we, we've seen how they've operated and how Netflix have been successful in that. We don't want to make the same mistakes when gaming becomes a, a, a full-on streaming thing that everybody has. So we're going to follow what Netflix did and we're going to shore up as much IP as we possibly can now. Not to say that we're going to stop for everybody have it, but it just saves you having to negotiate with the IP owners and you can have it on your platform in perpetuity rather than, okay, you can have it for a year or you can have it for six months or it's a negotiation or as, you know, I think Lloyd mentioned suddenly they up the up the price, the IP owners up the price because they've got the next big game, whatever. You know, they, they're shoring up the IP to make sure that there is not an issue and that, uh, when games uh, cloud streaming becomes mainstream, they've got it all there. They're ready to go, and you know, and that's that's the game they're playing. They're looking at seeing what's happened in the TV and industry, and going. Netflix is the model to follow. That's what we're doing. True, true. All right, for the sake of time, <laughs> so sorry, guys. Great discussion piece. I wish we had more time to get into this. I know a lot of. You guys have more to say about the conversation piece, but yeah, got to respect the time. But I appreciate you guys watching. I just want to give members a chance to just let you guys know what they do and where you can find them. Uh, so to get started, Duncan, sir, what do you do and where can people find you? You can see me over a variety of games. Uh, we've just launched a couple of Wii channels. We're taking the Leafy from Europe book now. Cloud uh, uh, Gaming Extreme, so it's interesting. And it's going to be a bit of fun. Yeah, good stuff. As always, Duncan, it's good to have you on here. Uh, let's go with Lloyd. Thank you for being here, man. Love your input on the discussion pieces. But let the people know what you guys do and where they can find you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. This was a heck of a lot of fun and some good conversations. Uh, you can check out all the stuff we do over at nerdnest.tv. Uh, of course, check out StadiaCast, the uh, the show that was running the day that the name was made for Stadia. And we've, yes. been, we've, we've been loving that platform ever since. Um, yeah. Check out On Deck, our Steam Deck podcast that we put out every couple weeks over at uh, nerdnest.tv. And I've been podcasting myself since 2005. You can check out some of those shows over at rez.tv, rezd.tv, including Nintendo Pulse, the longest running Nintendo podcast um, which I just like to say because it really means nothing, but it sounds it sounds impressive, so I like saying that. Yeah, always a big fan of you guys. It, again, Steadycast man was here right for for the longest time. You guys were one of the first content creators, cloud gaming content creators. So appreciate you being here, Lloyd. Thank you. Thanks. A lot of fun. Sure. How about you, Clive? What do you do? Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on my YouTube channel, YouTube forward slash Clive Inlandon. And every Monday night, 10 p.m. UK time, I host a stadium Monday night chat where we uh, go uh, deep dive on all the stadia news and uh, 
views and reviews and all of that. So every Monday night, 10 p.m. UK time. And quickly, I just want to shout out as well, the Winter Community Championships are starting up in February with uh, $3,000 in prize money. So if you like playing uh, stadia games, uh, there is a chance to win a number of uh, prizes. There's £100 in prizes each week. Uh, it's five weeks of com- uh, competition as well. Uh, anyway, it's, and the first round is going to be a game at Wreckfest. The rules will come out soon, but uh, well worth uh, participating in. Check out Twitter and stuff like that. But the Winter Community Championships, $3,000 of prizes up for grabs. First round starts next week and it's Wreckfest. And the rules for that will be coming out very, very shortly. But check check that out. Um, yeah, check around for that. That's awesome. It's huge prize money to be given away. So definitely make sure you check that out. And again, Monday, I love your Monday night shows, man. So if you guys haven't checked that out yet, do very high production quality there. So Clive, good to have you on, man. Thank it's been great, uh, great, good discussion, guys, as well. Good, enjoyed it. For sure, for sure. Uh, GTP, sir, do you want to tell the people what you do and where they can find you? Yeah, man, Game Tech Planet on YouTube and Twitter. A um, little bit of Discord. Sorry, I just had something going on. My son was right there. But <laughs> anyways, I appreciate everybody's patience today. The storm and stuff got insane. I, I think we're, we're all back to normal. Hopefully next week uh, we'll be all good. So sorry about that. But yeah, check me out, Game Tech Planet, YouTube and Twitter. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here and sticking around with all that. Oh, yeah, man. It, you, it's, man. It is what it is, man. Uh, I'm going to fall asleep soon after today's <laughs> shoveling stuff. I got to say, too, a fan of On Deck because Steam Deck is one of my most anticipated devices this year. Be covering that on the channel. So, uh, yeah, On Deck is something I try to catch when I can. But uh, I love what you guys do with that over there. Great show, Thanks. for sure. For sure. Monkey, do you want to plug in and let the people know what's going on? Yeah, thank you. I would uh, just like to take this opportunity Well, I'm here and everyone can see me is just to say thank you for all the support um, from everyone throughout what's been going on in my personal life recently. Um, we're going back at it full time now. So since we have been, check out my latest video on all the big upcoming games for February and where you can play them in the cloud. You might be, you might uh, pick up something you've not seen yet uh, and it might entice you thank you once again everyone for watching every week it's superb and i'm happy to be back good to have you back man i know recovery has been you know kind of difficult but good to see you doing well and sitting through a two-hour show so good to have you back awesome well appreciate you guys watching stop lying yes <laughs> Appreciate you guys watching. Uh, This is going to air in audio form afterwards. And definitely make sure you give all these guys a look. Awesome content creators here. We'll catch you guys next week. Till next time. Peace out, y'all.